0: got a funny story for you adam and i know you love funny stories i'm frightened for your funny story but go ahead you live you live a humorous uh, humorless life very much yeah so I, i'm happy to provide you like the one shred of humor in your whole goddamn week uh, so this okay. past friday this is a true story all true uh this past friday uh, my work uh and the, specifically the hr team like set up like a nice little like trivia time uh for earth day in celebration of earth day so mm, they brought in like an okay. outside like they're like an entertainment company that like works with companies and stuff so they set up like an hour for us to do um Earth Day trivia which was fun you know we just you know we just had like trivia based on like recycling and like who right. like you know activists are and like a fun little lightning round game of like um and this is what the story is about uh, this Walked lightning round run, game. Chew gum. Yum yum. Right yum now. yum. Recycle. Reduce. Reuse. <laughs> Captain Planet. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but, <I knew> it. <laughs> uh, but for for the for, for pretty much the entire game, me and my team of like four total, like we were, we we just been constantly in, in second place, right? So we were just mm. itching for that first place. So they had a lightning round at the end, and the the the, the name of the lightning round that was "That's not dirt," and it was a close up <laughs> of images. Uh, that, that look like dirt, but are not dirt. So, give to give you an example, like, oh, it was brownie mix, it was coffee crowns, mm. it was crushed Oreos, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I know where this is going. So, oh, <laughs> you do. Okay. I, but what else could be brown? It looks like dirt. I don't know up close. Who, who knows? Who knows? Adam, please let me okay. let me finish. <laughs> you think you know, but you have oh. no idea. This is okay. the diary of Anne Frank. Uh, this is. <laughs> jumping all over the place anyway it's it's back and forth between me and the first place or my team and like the first place team i got the mm. brownie mix uh mm. prompt right um the the other team got the oreo thing right right so it's all food right so we're, we're mm. okay. we all had food on the mind and people were you know on the chat were like oh man this is all making me hungry because this was around like lunchtime anyway so the final prompt the one that's that cinched the win for me and mm. my team uh was a close-up of like little shag carpet so I, I buzzed I in. I was the first one. I was like, that's carpet. That's got to be carpet, right? And then, so keep in mind, it's lunchtime. Mm. All, the, mm. all the stuff prior was food, making everybody hungry. <laughs> Somebody made a comment and says like, man, Mike, you got that really quick. And then here I... <laughs> <laughs> and this is what your boy mike says all right oh yes your boy okay. mike says, this is what he oh, says It's like well oh, i just love eating carpet <laughs> without fucking uh-huh. thinking about uh-huh. the innuendo mike says to like 30 Whoa. of his colleagues oh, thankfully they're not none of them are in my team i don't recognize like most of them like, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. i just love eating carpet i love <laughs> licking carpet eating carpet sauteing
1: carpet and that looks like i mean i mean like uh, there's like you know different colors of carpet
0: that i'd love just different flavors so everyone bursts <laughs> laughing to my unintentional freudian slip right and i'm like begging the host i'm like can you guys save me and get me out of this? So thankfully, nope. it was like the end. Nope, you're on your own, Michael. <laughs> so, uh, long story short, I need to find a new job. Anybody out there <laughs> recommendations for me? You just barely started. It's been like three I know, months. And I'm you, fucked
2: ruined, it up.
1: you ruined everything with your carpet munching. God, <laughs> it's, you never stop. You, we've tried to hide your past on the internet for so long because yep, these yep. companies were doing all their research and their AI you know uh, background checks
0: ai resume and sorting
1: <laughs> man it was this all like like on zoom like because not work working person yeah yeah, i knew it I so knew it. it was it
0: was like an incredible time we all had a good time and th- uh, and thankfully no one like who works on my direct team including like my boss who's the vp of the company <laughs> was <laughs> at that was at that trivia event so mm-hmm. i think i'm good <laughs>
1: hashtag Mike's love, Mike loves carpet. Yeah. 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 Speaking of which, mm, it was trending trending on Friday. I think
0: it was right Oh, Thanks to me. Great. Great (laughs) folks. We've got an exciting episode for you today. Uh, Not just because Mike's going to talk about eating carpet for like two mm, hours straight. (laughs) I know it's the callback that will never die. (laughs) If I go into work tomorrow and like somebody mm, brings up carpet, I'll mm. know that it's that, that it's, it was, it was spread from there. Right. Like somebody is like going into like a group chat or sending Mike, my boss, like an email or something like, Hey, did you know that Mike eats carpet? Yeah. I know. You're like, Mike,
1: do you have any flooring recommendations? I've, I need to put new something on my floors. I'm not sure yeah. what. Hey Mike,
0: <laughs> I've got a date with my wife. Do you have any recommendations?
1: <laughs> Man, then it starts getting really, really personal. So I'm, Absolutely. I'm excited for you. I'm excited that this is where you're going with your job and your career. I hope it's a long partnership.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I don't know. Like I said, I'm looking for a new job now. So (laughs) I can't, I can't fucking handle the stress. Even just talking about this story freaked me out. (laughs) I know.
1: I mean, if you are expecting to spend until you retire at 65, so it'd be another 30 some, 29 years Mm -hmm. at this job. I mean, it's, 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 it's
0: just going to last you that whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just going to be in the back of my mind the entire time. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to like, I'm going to go to my first like in-person thing. I'm going to be traveling to Dallas, Texas in like three weeks now. Oh, and like, man. it's in the back of my head. Like, oh my God, they, yep. they all know I eat carpet. They all know. They all know. I love carpet. <laughs> anyway, and... <laughs> we're not here to talk about my our love of eating carpet. We're here to talk no, about our love no. of Sempaternal. Folks, it's been 10 years. Whew. Ten years. Uh, There's... Uh, April April first, twenty 2013, 13. was the uh, was the first arrival of bring me the horizons fourth album, Sandpit Turtle. Uh, and Adam was right. Like we we kind of well, actually we talked about this off air, but like we had never done a track by track of this album.
1: You got to make it right. Reason. I don't know how that slipped through the cracks through all these years, but we both have like some pretty significant stories about how this band came into our lives. Yeah, absolutely. My story—I'm not sure how much I have to censor,
0: but your story is a little bit more PG. So, Adam, we just—we just, we just <laughs> talked about me eating carpet in front of my coworkers. That's true. I, I don't That's think true. we need to censor anything, <laughs> <clears throat> but I do because mine revolves around my job. Oh, names. Oh, well, hey, I embarrassed myself in my job. Hey, you can censor names. I know, that, whatever. I know. Well, <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. So
0: <clears throat> I, I, I look
1: forward to reliving that because, mm. yeah, it wasn't until April of 2013 that you and I really gave this band much of a listen.
0: Oh, you know, yeah, I think absolutely.
1: Maybe you did a little bit prior to that, but I know I did not.
0: Bring Me the Horizon and, you know, prior to Scent Paternal was – For good reason, like that was always like on my periphery. They were like, "Eh, you know, they're they're whatever. I I Mm had heard the album Suicide Silence, Suicide Mm -hmm. Season, sorry, Suicide Season, because of a recommendation from our former bandmate Frank. He he was he played lead Mm -hmm. guitar in our band, Uh, and he loved that he loved that album. Like, and you know, re-listening to it now, you know, uh, all these years later. For a guy that age, for the, the instrumentation yeah. and his level of instrumentation, like he was re- he was really great at guitar. Like you can see, like why he loved uh, Suicide Season. That album was a great inspiration for an up and coming guitarist. Um, that was
1: two thousand eight, correct? Yeah, Frank was like sixteen at the time,
0: so it was a, he was
1: perfect. Perfect.
0: Demographic. It was written album. specifically just for him, right? Right. Uh, and you know, I had listened to that album too, and like even to this day, like that level of metalcore and that heavy music isn't necessarily for my ears, right? I can tolerate it's, it if it's good.
1: I, I still love it as well. Of course, I didn't listen to it till 2013, yeah. but um, yeah, I can see where it's like if the if you didn't know this band was going to evolve from this sound, yeah, then you would probably just like listen to it and be like, well that's cool, but not my thing. Kind of.
0: Yeah. And from the perspective of somebody who had heard them in 2008, I just thought like, Oh yeah, this is just another, for lack of a better term, a shitty metalcore band. And that album mm. made it pretty big. It was pretty popular. Like it made like the hot topic scene, like that shirt right. was everywhere. Like everybody, every young person was listening to it. It like, was big on MySpace, And you know, so that band was going places, but I just thought they were just going to do this sound over and over again. Right. Fast forward now to 2010, with uh, "There is a Heaven, There is a Hell, There is a Hell, There is a Heaven," Uh, and hey, a little bit of an evolution. And I started paying attention a little bit, and like it was like, oh, this is a lot more. This is a lot different than the Suicide Season, and I like the direction that they're going in.
1: I was really wondering, like, if you and Frank had had deep conversations about that album as well, because obviously, I was just like, I was there in 2010, Mm -hmm. around you guys talking about music, yet I wasn't listening to it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, this doesn't make any sense in the real world of the now. Correct. But at that moment, like I would pick you up and then we would drive to pick up Frank to go to band practice and you guys would talk about the popular music of the day. And mm-hmm. I was just like, <laughs> I'm just like driving like I'm your dad. I hope like, I don't get these young people killed. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and I remember you guys talking about music and just being like, they don't know what real music is anyway. <laughs> Afi
0: and Rise Against only for life, <laughs> for, for exactly right. And with that being said, you know when when there is a heaven, there is a hell came out. I, I was impressed at how much this band had evolved from their 2008 sound, but like that wasn't an album I was listening to. That wasn't an album that like I paid much attention to because I didn't really mm. care about Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, right. And, th- and then fast forward now, three years later, um and this is and this is all like in the background too. Like you hear stories of like these Sykes you know, with his drug issues and there was like this weird controversy where somebody was like, um, pretending to be Ollie Sykes, picking up girls. And then like Uh-oh. that guy, like was going to meet up with this girl under the guise of being Ollie Sykes and like, uh, and then like assaulted her. So like Ollie Sykes Yikes. was like, kind of like, you know, brought into that as well into the, into the conversation with that. So there's, you know, and then Ollie Sykes was on like MTV Cribs. So it's was like, <laughs> <laughs> Who's this, who is this who are these goobers who you know this goober yes that's a good way of putting it who is this goober so fast forward now three years later the single uh, we'll definitely talk about it, shadow moses comes out and i'm like mm. hey i'm a big fan of the video game franchise metal gear solid and uh mm, shadow yes. moses is a setting in uh the first in the first metal gear solid game uh and listen to the song i'm like well you know i I, i've heard of bring me the horizon might as well give this song a listen motherfucker one of the best songs Mm. i've ever heard in my goddamn life well i mean
1: yeah i don't i i I don't think i heard it until i listened to the album after Mm -hmm. you absorbed it um but yeah it like it, it it what's the word lightning in a bottle Kind of explosion, I guess. That's the only way to describe it, really. It was like the
0: perfect lead single for people to get into this album and to reintroduce Bring Me The Horizon to both new fans and people who had heard them before. Uh, Because, you know, I I, I pay attention to a song and I was like, okay, well, you know, I wasn't planning on listening to this album when it came out, but I might as well give it a try, right? And, motherfucker, here we are now, 10 years later, celebrating the release, the 10-year anniversary of This wonderful album, the often copied, never replicated Sempaternal. Uh, Now, Adam, where where does your fandom for this band kind of come in? Okay,
1: so the year was 2010. I met a very
0: attractive young
1: lady. I'm not going to say where, but I met an attractive young lady. And then I met her a couple of times, and then she disappeared for Two years, like all attractive <laughs> ladies, do, right? like they all do. Yes, she was nineteen. She was beautiful. And I was just smitten. And so then she came back two years later to speak to to talk to talk to me, and oh I was like, God. cool. And like, and and there was a different like persona around her and stuff. And she was also covered in a lot more tattoos than I had remembered from two years prior. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And and like, what is what is this tattoo across your chest? <laughs> and she's like, oh, it says blessed with a curse oh and i was like what does that mean it's like oh it's from this band called bring me the horizon and then she and was took like her top, oh and she put her top back on <laughs> i mean it was i mean I, I can't go into details but this is like the most details that i can go into correct yes. um and you know amidst like trying to keep my body temperature at an even keel um when so your skin you tone this, went back to normal right tell me what this blessed with the curse means. And she told me like this band. And I was like, I feel like I've heard of this band, but I think I, I, but I don't know why. It's just like, probably just some fever dream i had had about you and frank talking i was like oh that's interesting you had just watched pirates of the caribbean one too and just like oh cool yeah jack sparrow (laughs) well and i think i when i looked them up i saw that oh there was a reference to that i was like oh isn't that cute that young bands are using more modern movie references for their band names like what an adorable idea so anyway Mm -hmm. i'll check out uh, the the video for the closing track on uh on there is a hell Mm -hmm. and i was just like oh that's that's adorable well anyway this band's going nowhere Nowhere, you (laughs) (laughs) and i'll just i'll ask mike if he's heard of this band and in this was 2012 and mike was like oh yeah just shitty metalcore band whatever i was like yeah it was like some video there's like a lot of blood and it was all blurry and stuff and i was like okay whatever so um, i remember that video (laughs) so i thought nothing about them until I guess it probably was April of 2013 mm-hmm. where um, the, I, I remembered the band name from this particular person. I remember Mike not liking this band, but then Mike now saying, Oh, this band like made a really good album and everybody's talking about it. And I don't know if anybody else we knew was listening to it at the time. Cause we were yeah. already done with the band by 2013 mm-hmm. and we were yeah. doing the podcast at this point, right? but we weren't, even, even by early 2013, we hadn't like a hundred percent shifted
0: to music. We were yeah. on the Podbender network, right? But we weren't but music was like half the focus of the, of the podcast. At this point, we weren't like, yes. like, like fully transitioned into it. So uh, like, I remember we were doing track by track reviews, but it were very seldom at this point. Right. Yeah.
1: We were too busy with drive by curious and that whole debacle. <laughs> so, um, yeah then i was just like well i guess i need to listen to this band mike seems to like them so i, I like a common fan like an appropriate fan i started at the first ep mm-hmm. <laughs> <it was> like some <laughs> like, had been out for like a, week a true or fan. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and, and so i listened to that first ep it was like okay <laughs> <laughs> this is what the edge of your seat was made for right yes <laughs> for about 27 minutes and I was like I'm going to put this EP away for the rest of my entire life sweet lord (laughs) how did you make it out of that alive (laughs) well Mike keeps on saying their their new album is good so I'm going to I'm going to keep listening here (laughs) and then the, the, the then I listened to the first LP I cannot remember the name of it off the top of my head. I can look it up, obviously, but I I don't even know if it's if it's worth looking. (laughs) Because, again, all I remember was (laughs) I'm fucking drunk. I'm fucking high. I did. I just go fucking drinking drugs all the time.
0: Oh, too. Very good. 30 minutes, like solid. (laughs) Counter blessings how could well, we forget?
1: Yeah.
0: pray <laughs> <Counter> for plagues, <laughs> plagues was that was the track you're probably re- referencing
1: I think so is that the one where it's just like they're all laughing like I said, I said, can you see anymore <laughs> I'm season, probably or counter <laughs> blessings I who think, think might be on suicide season <laughs> right and then for some reason suicide season and me like clicked yeah I was talking to a lot of young people at the time who were very into suicide season and and not feeling sempaternal so much, but they were that's all so like weird. 14 years old. Yeah, they're like, Oh no, that's like the real bring me the horizon. <laughs> and so like, you know, the, and the closing track, um, the, 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 the title track of suicide season, I always really, really enjoyed, which sounded nothing like the rest of the album. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I was making these connections with that and be like, okay, this is like my brain creating another fold on my ability to enjoy like this level of kind of metal core. So um in again 2013 uh was getting this I'm like, okay, this album's cool I, I like this a lot it was like an eight out of 12 kind of album to me and, so and to like, this
0: album's it. credit too like in, you know even like the in the myspace days when metalcore was kind of like at its rise or at its peak you know depending on your perspective like this album does do a lot of things different than its peers like it does have like this mm, cool yeah. like flow and funk and almost kind of a swag to it that other metalcore albums, didn't really do at the time so they were kind of ahead of the curve even back in 2008
1: yeah and that's what i was kind of sensing like okay i'm starting to see why mike is saying that the new album is good that's cool and then you jump into there is a hell obviously you know and again i I spent a week with each of these albums before i finally got around to, to, to 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 the to the current one
0: um and yeah that one one of the best albums Ever. One of the best um, albums of 2010, one of our favorite albums too, especially in hindsight. Yes. So I was very
1: excited when I finally caught up to some paternal and uh, yeah, I remember sitting on the couch in our podcast room, like Don was pregnant at the time, yeah. very, very close to, to, to having baby. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to go in the other room and listen to the rest of this album. And she was like, okay, that's a good idea. And like, that was one of the last times, but I was able to just be like, oh, I'm going to like separate myself from you in this house to go like listen to an album because mm-hmm. there's no, uh, nothing else of importance in the world to worry about right now. Yeah. So if you're still
0: <laughs> making that baby. That baby has not <laughs> arrived yet. There's no reason for me to be here. <laughs>
1: no. And I think it, I, 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 and one of the last times I listened to it, you might have been coming over to do the podcast that, that yeah. day. And there might be like an old episode of us where I talked or I talked about this album. I'm not 100% sure, and I'm sure it was just like, "Oh yeah, that one's pretty good." Yeah, Adam, that
0: was that was a really good album. Anyway, <laughs> talk to you next week. <laughs> anyway, catch me up on the Robert Pattinson Kristen Stewart drama.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's all I remember was like, "Okay, this album is good, but it's not as good as Suicide Season." Oh. Like th- that was my mindset at the time, but I but I knew that there was maybe more to it Mm. than that. And I remember specifically giving it a seven out of 11 initially after my first week with it. Wow. Um, Obviously I'm I'm, again, surprised that certain songs I didn't like back then that Mm -hmm. obviously I enjoy now
0: minus one, but we'll get there. Adam, (laughs) you think I was going to let that go?
1: (laughs) No, we'll have a long discussion. I I can, I can give, I, I I can give you a dissertation. That's fine. Why? I don't care for that particular track when we get
0: there and I will but, crumple that dissertation up and throw it behind Where and so this
1: album became 2013 2014 2015 them and the Amity affliction were like mm. were, were my jams oh
0: and so, so good, that, like
1: the bar was set a certain place before that's the spirit came out and I and obviously we, we go back and forth on like our initial reactions to that's the spirit till eventually yeah. it became the masterpiece that it became. Yeah. But this is the band at, at its perfectest.
0: Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I'd, I'd struggle to say, especially where this band goes in the future. Like if they're at like peak creativity, because you know, that's, that's a debatable thing, but like definitely the creativity is just flowing and just they're letting it all out almost kind of saying goodbye to their um, previous sound almost right i mean Mm post-human comes along a little bit later um but uh like it's almost as if they're they're just this is like a mic drop of an album it's just like all right we've we've said everything that we've had to say like we like this is like we're never gonna top this sound it's time for us to move on as artists and like and, and and like you know and i've said it before like lots of albums Post this, and even to this day, are trying to replicate this sound, and for whatever reason, nobody even gets close. This album is just a just a master, a timeless masterpiece, almost. It, it's it's like the perfect encapsulation of what this scene was building up to, and right, it's yet to be surpassed. It's
1: like the last moment of relevance for this scene. Oh, I'm
0: sorry to say, like I no, think you again, might be right, yeah,
1: because c- again. Judging that, like the bands that even make it big still don't make it big into the mainstream so mm, much. You're right. Where this one, like, crossed that bridge mm-hmm. in a discomforting kind of way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it really but, does ride that line because they were this this one at least in the U.S. This one was released on Epitaph, and then just shortly after they transitioned over to like, uh, it was it like right. Warner? I think it was. Yeah, um, then Warner Brothers for the next one, and and again
1: yeah. when we saw them at Warp Tour in June, the last of last they on Warped Tour too. They're never going to be small enough for Warp Tour ever again. Yeah, but the experience of that. <laughs> and and again like experiencing that knowing like this is the only time we're ever going to experience this band yeah. at this level because yeah. then when we saw them in 2017 it was a whole other giant shit show of corporate lights and fucking pyro yeah I, like, I know you yeah.
0: i know you hate that <laughs> show but like i think that show was like a perfect encapsulation of like the atmosphere of their music especially at the time right but, the, but yeah I, I get what you're saying though like you can't the, the band with the entire band was in silhouette the entire i get it i get it i know
1: <laughs> and the crowd was w- so much younger than we were expecting i mean i yeah. felt even in 2013 we were older than that crowd sure were. but like it really felt old in 2017
0: yeah <laughs> by that point which is so crazy because like this band's been around for a long time i mean you've been listening to like you you started listening to them uh from when their ep came out and was it 2006 i think it was and yeah, or yeah five or six I, I wasn't listening to them until seven years later, but right, but just to give that people a an lot idea of people, that like, they've been, yeah, they've been around that since that been. long. So like yeah. people, our age would have gotten into them around the MySpace and like Facebook days. So mm-hmm. it's so crazy how, how this band's music seems to transcend generations, you know, and even, and, and, you know, when we get to the first track over here in just a few minutes, like even like the younger generation are getting into this music, you know, cause can you feel my heart was huge on TikTok and like two years ago and like right. my daughter it's not anymore but not it anymore, was right? for a minute and a half so that's 500 cool. <laughs> 500 million plays just here on on spotify just for this one song yeah but none in the last week you know that <laughs> <laughs> well half of that was just me re-listening to it true. this past week right <laughs> that's true that's true <laughs> yeah so come to my surprise in 20, 2021 i go to pick up my daughter after work and then she's talking to me about music and she's like hey dad have you ever heard about this band bring me the horizon I'm like, oh, daughter?
1: Do, <laughs> do you mean, mean the shirts that
0: I've been wearing for the last <laughs> six fucking years? Yeah, yeah. One of the shirts that says, Bring me the horizon in giant letters? Yeah, I've heard of them.
1: Mm-hmm. But, the, the but word, anyway, Adam, Adam would wear the tank top way back when she was like six. Exactly. I you know, yeah, yeah. tank top that I had to let go of because it just got so faded and faded and faded. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you can't even read it anymore. It just,
0: that makes it cool, Adam.
1: That makes it cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool anymore. It was, it was really, really. I wore it into the ground every yeah. summer.
0: <laughs> so, you know, here we are in 2023, highly anticipating their next release post-human. Uh, so who knows what that's going to be? No. I know they have a new they have a new track coming out this week uh so we'll we'll be anticipating that we'll see what happens i don't know this band's kind of like in a weird limbo at the moment but uh do you have anything else to to add before we get into this track by track
1: i think that's that's it that kind of like catches us up right there it was a different time um and that's that's all we can all we can say a lot has transpired (laughs) since then but this was the last generation defining album Oh. of this scene it's never it's never going to come back and now everything's just split off into all of its tiny little microcosms mm-hmm. so this this was the end of that
0: that's what sempiternal means to me is that everything is over oh <laughs> which is it's crazy like, because the term <laughs> sempiternal means eternal and everlasting nope not anymore, just, I mean just our love for this album Is is paternal I guess um, But uh, I, I guess it's time for us to board this train Adam you hear it It's coming Do it. down the tracks Man, It is so time much. for this Finally 10 years later Track by track Brenda! Stand in
1: front of that train <laughs> Let it hit you It's all over <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Shall we just jump right into it, Adam? Do it. This is, I can feel it, Mike. I want to feel I it. I can Give feel it, it, it in my heart. This is yes. the first track, Can You Feel My Heart. And right here, Adam, I got to say. We just listened to it a few a few months ago, right? Oh, yeah. We actually did. Uh, and uh, I got to say here, right up the top, Adam, we've reached the peak of the album.
1: <laughs> this album has <laughs> peaked immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh what a fantastic opening track what a fantastic single like the music video for this for this track is really good too i love the kind of like the the, the sleep token-esque kind of monks that are like trying to take this guy's heart out of like the the, the sacrificial altar um nice uh, we should say here, too, off the top, we're, we're just going to be doing the standard edition of the album, uh, going down to Hospital for Souls. Uh, there are some bonus tracks, uh, depending on what version you hear. Uh, those three tracks are often known as the Deathbeds EP. They've got Join the right. Club, Deathbeds, and Chasing Rainbows. Uh, we're not yes. going to go over those tracks, uh, but I think Good Chasing songs. Rainbows is like the best songs of those. They don't belong on this. They don't belong in the album though.
1: Good songs. But yeah, this song. I mean, yeah. By the time I got to this, after. My journey of the previous three albums and EP, um, yeah, just like okay, they're opening the door. Let's see, let's see what else they can kind of surprise me with because this mm-hmm. is fucking perfect. Yeah,
0: that's all, this, that's all I can say. This is there's there there are a few albums out there that just have like the perfect opening track. This is like one of them. This album, you know, we're not here reviewing it; we're here more celebrating it. But it's like. From start to finish, this album is picture perfect. And when we get to the final track, I'm sure we'll have some words to say with one another. Uh, but uh, blown, immediately blown away at just this one track. Listening to it back in uh, 2013, and even now, all of my re-listens uh, 10 years later, ha- you know, having a great time re-listening to this past week for this episode. Like, I still get chills with this song. I think this song is just beautifully structured um i love that it's like it's mostly just the chorus repeating itself there's like one verse and a bridge where we're where we're at right now but it's just the chorus just repeating over and over again but for some reason this song just is just so sonically impressive Mm. yeah and and I, i don't know
1: how much people were ready for it at the time but uh
0: i definitely wasn't
1: yeah. I, I, like I don't even know if you're if, if you were a 14-year-old on suicide season and now you're 19 mm-hmm. for this. Like I don't I don't know if you're like feeling ready for this cuz this this does still kind of found, sound a little I guess popular. Pop would be the only way, but it's not. It's so there, not. There's pop
0: elements in the in the the, the structures of the choruses. Like if you, if if you take Ed, if Ed Sheeran were to cover this, it would be I'm sure a very like popular pop song, um, mm, and it would it would go. probably you know be huge and stuff. But because this is a metalcore album with pop elements, right? And like the perfect blending of them too. Like it's metalcore when it needs to be, it's pop when it needs to be, it's electronic nice. when it needs to be. This is the. Yeah. Yeah, we we've touched upon it before, but like everything that the scene has been building up to has just culminated in *Sent and this is this, yeah, this album is just perfect. I get, I don't know what else to say <laughs> about it.
1: Right, and and but for me, like what what took me so long was just like those okay, they're they're trying to they're trying to just throw in their *Lincoln Park* isms mm. to appeal to the mainstream, which is why like three of these tracks always. Were thumbs
0: down to me mm. at
1: first, and but I can see that. And I can House see that from right like,
0: yeah, and from from someone from going, coming in from your perspective, where you listen to their entire discography coming into this, I can see how it was kind of like you know you you grew you grew comfortable with their formula and their sound, yes. and then they come yes. at you with this with this Lincoln Park shit. And then, you yes. know, and I was still oh. I hadn't listened to Linkin Park at this point either. Yeah, right, so I, right. didn't,
1: I didn't have any respect for anything that sounded like Linkin Park at all. Now it's like, OK, I get it. But
0: and there's some good elements there. But uh, yeah, anyway. but we're here at track two, House at of Wolves. Two. I got to say, Adam, where we've reached the peak of the album right here. Yes, this is the peak. I think so,
1: too. This this is two is one, the peak. Of those, oh. one of the songs that I forget about because it's like not one of the big singles, I guess. Right. And then as soon as it hits, Bruce's like, fuck
0: yes, again. Oh my god. It, by, it's, you know, if you, were, if you heard the first track and you're like, okay, that first track was a fluke. That's just a fluke good track. There's no way that they could top that one. Move, motherfucker, right. the House of Wolves comes by just to fuck your day. Oh. Didn't My Chemical Romance have a House of Wolves song? They did, and that song fucks too. I know it's a good
1: song title, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there is, I guess, my only like. There's there's like a few nitpicks I have for this album. You know, we, we we've glowed and praised it already. My only real nitpick is that there's a lot of anti-theist themes that are just scattered throughout. It it starts here, right? I there's I a lot of like there. And it's not a lot of, like, criticism of organized religion. It's it's a lot of, like, if you're religious, you're kind of stupid. You're stupid. Did oh you my know God. you're stupid? I'm Ollie Sykes. I'm 24, dog. I've got <laughs> it figured out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, I could yes. do without that. But, like, this... I, for some reason, this album makes it not as cringy. I guess.
1: Maybe, maybe. I guess he was 27 at this point. So, you know... But that's the only thing. I mean, but the moments of, like, crowd chanting, mm-hmm. like, I feel like this was the first time that they did it a little, I don't know, too much at times? Too much, okay. Like, where yeah, there's those moments where you're like, oh, this
0: is definitely where they're going to let the crowd sing. Yeah, it was written but, for the crowd, yeah. You yeah. Definitely in Shadow Moses, for sure. Like, the, the chorus yeah. of Shadow Moses is all crowd chanting right Um,
1: and i think that was another thing that kind of turned me off at first but then when you experience it in a crowd you're like oh my god i I get it it's perfect yeah now i only want to experience this in a crowd
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is just another fucking like bad like another thing that this album does really well like whenever i'm listening to it no matter what i'm doing if i'm driving if i'm washing my car if i'm just Mm. listening to it at work Or if I'm like doing chores, I feel like a fucking badass, dude. (laughs) Do you ever feel that with this album? Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) But then I remember that everybody
1: else has heard this album, so I let it go. (laughs) This is track three, Empire.
0: Is this the peak? I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we've reached the peak of the album right here at track three. I mean, I mean, my peak is subjectively
1: my peak, and it's Mm -hmm. coming later. Yeah, but. This is still getting there. It's a b- slow
0: build up to, up to my peak. Mm-hmm. Another kind of forgotten gem, I think. You know, this, Because it's not one of the big singles, um, this is just another fucking banger track that could just as easily be as popular as uh, Can You Feel My Heart if TikTok got a hold of this song, you know? Probably. I don't know. This one might alienate the TikTok crowd. It could be. I don't know. Like, it, but it's crazy how, like, Can You Feel My Heart got popular. Like, that, that, I, I never would have thought in a million years that that song would have been popular with my daughter's generation. It's true. You know? I was conceived to sleepwalking. <laughs> Therefore, I'm going to make it viral again on TikTok. <laughs> you know, the, these riffs, dude, like, I could have sworn that we've heard them a million times prior to 2013. But... For some yes. reason they take it and they apply it to this atmosphere, this format, the fucking like brilliant keyboards in the background just subtly coming in and accenting the guitars. Just make ev just amplify everything. Everything knows exactly where it needs to be, and it's just a fucking one of the best well-written rock albums I've ever heard in my life and like did we need we to in? drop out over here no but fuck, no. it works dude it works
1: mm. Mm. like every
0: By time this point, like this fucking breakdown like, yes. comes out like i just want to like break shit, dude in that friend <laughs> sort of way <laughs> exactly
1: exactly And again, tracks like this are what elevated it even for me in 2013. Like, there's something here, something's going to be right about this band. Maybe they'll get it right on the next album, (laughs) but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. The, 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 the the, The song is just like killing it on every second. Like, there's no wasted seconds, no wasted minutes in this album. And we're just at track three, baby. Agree. The peak of the I album. Know. The peak. It's all downhill from here? No. <laughs> we'll see, Adam. We'll see what <laughs> next track has to bring. I,
1: and the next track I have such a history with. Uh, it's, it's rich to me.
0: The evolution of sleepwalking for me. Hmm. Well, would you like to jump into that? Might as well. Let's do it. This is track four, Sleepwalking. Iconic intro, dude. Iconic. Adam, hmm. am I got to say here? I think we've reached the peak of the album.
1: <laughs> I can't always argue with your logic on such <laughs> things. But unfortunately, this is the one that I remember hearing on the radio. Mm. And being like... What Dude, radio station that is, paying this, is playing this? One oh three point nine. Really? The Inland Empire's best. Crazy. Until they went out of, until they went out of business in like 2015 or whatever. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and this song may have um, killed it, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was hearing this and songs from Common Courtesy by A Day to Remember. Wow. Like the one of the last times I tuned into the radio. But anyway, sleepwalking in and of itself. Like well, I don't know what I was thinking with hating this song, but the fucking drum, the drums on the verse oh. here
0: are so fucking cool. Leading up to the fucking chorus, Ooh. dude. And like you know, if you and, and this this album was accused of being very Lincoln Park esque, particularly a song like this, right? This sounds like right. something Lincoln Park would have written around this time. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Ten, but, year, ten years after they hit it big, I mean, it's like the, yeah. the retro feel was was what I was worried about with the new music. Yeah, and I mean, now I can fucking let that go without a problem. Yeah. It's totally fine. I
0: mean, like but, this, that, that was just the argument that the gatekeepers were were, were uh, making. You know but, me. Like, you know me. Am my gatekeeping? He has the keys. He doesn't. You <laughs> know, he won't give the keys to anybody. But yeah, I mean, like that chorus is like it's very pop centric. Again, you could give that chorus to another like pop artist, and they could probably do a popular rendition of that that would make it big, but it just fits so well here, it just makes it anthemic, it just makes it very like, sing-alongable and it and, it, and just you know, seeing like the crowd like bouncing to mm-hmm. the, that drum beat to the in, in the chorus, oh it's so good, and the and whole crowd that's... singing, it's like, it's like I'm sleepwalking mm-hmm. fucking religious experience Thank you.
2: none for you, Mike
0: are Ah, oh, damn it! Your wife is giving people pie, and I don't get any. It's a, it's a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, it looks like a pie.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Adam's no, living I his totally... life,
0: man. He's listening to Semper Paternal eating grilled cheese.
1: <laughs> well, and I think that's what finally did it for me. Was was that moment? I, like I knew the crowd was gonna sing, and I wasn't looking forward to that because <laughs> it's usually my least favorite part of shows. When it's like you know it's coming, and then they fight and they then they, they do it anyway. Yeah. But no, like, and then, I don't know if this was when we had the the circle pit, around, the uh the sound booth. The sound booth. I forget which song was playing at that time, but it could have been this song. It was, it was either it was this or Shadow Moses, <laughs> where you and I were just holding on to the fence around the sound booth yeah. for dear life, because <laughs> if we stepped out six inches, we were going to be. T- trampled by that yeah, crowd. One of us was not gonna make it home if we had to
0: let go of that fence.
1: <laughs> and I was just like, this is this is fucking metal. This is exactly what I always wanted. Mm. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I'm so glad we made it to that warp tour because you know, again, like that was the last time that band would ever play that warp tour. They were they were just gonna mm-hmm. be the biggest rock band in the world after that. And oh so good. Perfect experience. And that and they were at that that perfect level of fame. You know, that kind of that kind of crossover between like the indie the indie bands and the and the mainstream bands. My and daughter was outro,
1: five dude. weeks old. Ugh My daughter was five weeks old and she's gonna be ten in three weeks here. Wow. <laughs> so Incredible. And I'm being like, okay, I'm here experiencing this with Bring Me the Horizon, but I have a five week old baby at home. I should be home. <laughs> like I shouldn't be here. I've been up since three o'clock in the morning. Yep. After feeding her every other hour. I shouldn't be here. Right. But I was, and now it's like, cool. At the time, it was stressful. (laughs) Yo, shout out to your wife for letting you go to that world tour. Exactly. And we (laughs) even came home early and she was like, why didn't you guys stay longer? Oh my God, we should (laughs) have. I know. We could have stuck around and seen Pierce the Veil and
0: Black Veil Brides and other veiled related (laughs) bands. (laughs) Yo, we are here. Go to hell for heaven's sake. Adam, is this the peak of the album? I think we're at the peak of the album. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I love this song. Oh, this song is so good. But again, it does have that little bit of cringe with the, you know, like, oh, you're religious, really? (laughs) I liked you until I found out you were religious. (laughs) I think this is more evil religious
1: people
0: yeah it really is know. Yeah, so this, fuck those fuckers of, of the anti-theist songs on this one this one actually has a message and I do, I do like the message I do agree with the message too it's, you know, if, if, if heaven is everything that you describe it to be I hope you go to hell motherfucker because you do not belong <laughs> there
1: <laughs> there you go so it's the evil religious people that we want to see burn the fall wells and yeah Whatever the fuck that
0: Those people are Yeah I don't know any other names The American Conservative Party
1: Oh yeah sorry Yes (laughs) I can't drink Bud Light anymore (laughs) (laughs) LOL crybabies (laughs) So I mean and this is another Hidden gem within this album too Because it's like you're, You're not You're not Disliking any
0: second of this song Yeah And you know what's coming next and it's just, you know its that coming slow in. build baby ass yeah. build you know what I love about this song that I think this makes this song stand out from other tracks and this chorus here the drums are really like at the forefront and really like driving the chorus mm, like that that, that, that yes. makes this like such a unique song to the to the 11. oh my gosh
1: I gotta agree I think the drums are the best on this album they stand out the most. Oh yeah later absolutely. albums.
0: Posthuman, notwithstanding, yeah, uh, drums don't seem to be a focal point. But yeah. man, were they were they there at this point? I mean, even in post-human, we're the where the you know we're back to metalcore with that EP album, you know, the drums don't take the lead like they do like on this song. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of people's criticisms as well.
1: The people who think the band sold out after this, mm-hmm. and I can understand that, but still, it's not that bad moving into the future.
0: I mean, starting in 2013, arguably 2010, like Bring Me The Horizon has just written like the best albums of the year every time they put out an album that year. <laughs> pretty much. Some would say. Some would say. I would say that.
1: <laughs> I mean, two out of three for me, that's pretty good. And yeah. I don't know if there's ever going to be another album again,
0: but there might be someday. Hopefully. They, they, they keep threatening an album. <laughs> we'll be here if one comes out, I guess i'll be i'll be ready i'll
1: be ready this is the pierce the veil mentality at this point yeah
0: <laughs> i do remember like i was on facebook at the time and like i am still friends with like some of our musician friends that we used to go to sh- we used to do shows with uh and like a lot of times like those guys would just like quote uh lyrics or song titles i saw this a lot go to hell for heaven's sake yes and the only
1: kingdom you'll see is two foot wide, six foot deep. That was the mm. shirt. That was a the shirt they were selling sure in 2013. I remember that. Sure was.
0: So anyway, might as well skip over this song. Everybody's heard it. Everyone's heard this song. <laughs> the the peak of the album, I think, arguably, the peak of uh, Eternal. We got Shadow Moses, my introduction to this. And the moment I realized I was in love with this band. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean... It feels like
1: it could have easily been an opening track.
0: Oh my god. Obviously. Yeah, with this intro, I mean, sure. dude.
1: This mm-hmm. fucking atmospheric yeah,
0: but... intro, the way it fucking like immediately hits into a breakdown. Oh my god. This song is I... a fucking masterpiece. We're going nowhere.
1: <clears throat> Boom. Mm. There it is.
0: There One of the most is. iconic fucking breakdown riffs I've ever heard, dude.
2: Hmm. Mm.
1: Mm, mm, mm. and yes going into a verse that has nothing to do with what you just experienced right from the intro and that opening riff there's <laughs> like oh god what's going on we're, we're moshing now we're moshing. <laughs> we were just screaming <laughs> yeah
0: this had to have been the circle pit song <laughs> yeah, this is this is total circle pit energy right here, dude. Way totally. the fucking guitars just drop out over here and then just come right back mm. in right back into the second half of the verse. Oh, mm. fuck. It's so good, dude.
1: And it, it's it's bridging the old with the new. It's like
0: nobody can hate this song. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that random fuck like no for yeah, no just reason I'm just going to throw that in there. You're right. That that, that is like 2008 bring me the horizon energy just throwing out fuck for no reason
1: <laughs> exactly and then we hit a, a oh, chorus great ages. chorus dude
2: we're going
1: nowhere and everybody just stops in the pit oddly
0: enough because they respect the chorus enough to, to <laughs> and now they start back and chant up again. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just the fucking like dude the atmosphere jordan throwing in the fucking keys just throw the ambience in the background what a fucking track dude. Mm. there it is i'll we'll never be- reach this level again i yeah you're right dude i dare somebody <laughs> tell me a better rock song than motherfucking shadow <laughs> moses bro a 2013 <laughs> rock song any you know, rock song i'm telling you this is the greatest fucking rock song that's ever existed dude of of a generation it's the greatest
1: rock song of the generation yeah i mean yeah that's true meatloaf did have you know lots of great tracks i get it so where does this stand for me in 2013 songs number 4 number 4
0: interesting I should, yeah i should look up my list and see where this one i'm pretty sure it was my number 1 song of the year Big um, and dude, I mean, and the way that like, drum tempo picks up right here, just out of nowhere, mm-hmm. it kind of gives it like a nice funky flow, and they're experimenting with their own chorus in the same fucking song, <laughs> motherfucker! <laughs> what the fuck? You can't deny that shit. Yeah, number one song, Shadow Moses.
1: Wow. I mean, Pendulum by Skylit Drive, pretty steep, steep
0: competition. Oh, that was my number four, yeah. Interesting. Mm. Right, been to one final fucking post chorus here. Oh,
1: there's some good songs on this
0: 2013 oh, list. Oh, fucking hell, 2013, <laughs> dude, one of the best of the biz. Not only did fucking Mother of the Horizon release this masterpiece, there's just fucking banger after banger after masterpiece after masterpiece that year. So, for me, since
1: this song is number four. And then the next track is number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because it's the it's the outlier. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think people know this song. I think they turn off the album at track six.
0: Yeah, And they're and like, they're done. Okay. I'm I'm too overwhelmed. Shadow Moses <laughs> was too powerful. I need to turn it off, right? Dude, snakes start to sing. Mm-hmm. I think this is the peak of the album, dude. This was this for me was the
1: moment of of perfection for this album, without this...
0: a doubt. This like, song this is, is like song n- 80% Jordan Fish, too. This song yeah. is like just so good. And you were like a big champion of this song, too, especially back in uh, when the, when we first heard the album. Oh, yeah. this,
1: this was the song of theirs that I had, had nothing like it in the previous, exactly where I wanted them to be transitioning to. And uh, it's heavy. It's soft. It's got a fucking atmosphere for days. Oh, like you just get lost atmosphere. in it. And that wiry guitar was that Lee, Lee Malia, mm-hmm. Frodo, as I call him, Frodo, right yeah. there.
0: <laughs> one, of the, one of the one of the three hobbits, I believe that that, that play in this band, <laughs> <laughs> at least.
1: And it, it this one mirrored everything from like early '90s kind of grunge days into mm-hmm. the now that that I appreciate in music. Yeah, so dude. that's why it was just. Yeah, this this band. I want now. I now I want to keep the band for me and not give them to the mainstream. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I'm doing this, when I'm hearing this track, and this was this was the the the, the shirt. This was the was Hot Topic tank top that I found when as soon as I saw Bring Me the Horizon this, and the snake starts to sing, said across the bottom. I was like, I gotta I gotta pay. 27 for that tank top right there worth every and penny dude <laughs> i wore it like every other day for every summer <laughs> Yeah. into the ground like i, I don't want to wash this but i need to it's covered <laughs> in so much sweat <laughs> <laughs> um until eventually it had everything on it just faded away <laughs> it's like <laughs> I- i'm gonna have to let this go and it was like stretched
0: out i don't know how <laughs> see that 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 the story of you and that shirt very much is a great metaphor for the music scene. Yes. Yes. <laughs> just got just faded, worn out <laughs> after loving it every weekend, you know?
1: I kept on hoping that people would see me wearing that shirt and get it, but the bring me the horizon was bigger. The, and the snake starts to sing at the bottom yeah. that's
0: okay you know I have I've, I've worn a lot of band shirts through my day this one that I'm currently wearing right now for uh, Paternal to celebrate our episode I've only ever gotten compliments wearing this shirt I remember the mm-hmm. first time I did I took my daughter to an Aldi grocery store we get out of the parking lot and I start walking towards the entrance of the store and homeboy somebody, some some guy like around my age he points at my shirt he goes yo dude badass shirt And then we fist bump (laughs) when we cross each other. And I was like, I never felt cooler in my life. And you you know, every time you, yeah, every time I go into like a hot topic, like, oh, dude, great shirt. You're like, yeah, you motherfucker. (laughs) I'm a badass. (laughs) So I got to thank Rainbow the Horizon for for giving me many friends,
1: (laughs) (laughs) momentary friends. But yeah, younger people just don't get it. Mm -hmm. Don't get it unless you're over 25 at this point
0: this is a very uh what do i love about the song too is like how personable the lyrics are mm-hmm. like you can tell it's uh it's ollie really reflecting on like his like uh, addiction days and the people and the br- the bridges he's burned and the people he's hurt um mm-hmm. it's 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 in and the atmosphere like really like uh sells it very well
1: and then it just builds back up this was a song that i would have written Went back in my music days. This was oh, the, yeah. this was the style and the flow and everything about it was what's going on in my head most yeah. of the time. <laughs> when I want to make an epic song, boom, giant fucking bridge outro. Oh, they'll never play it live. The song is buried in the recesses of this band's discography.
0: And that's why I will always be better than Shadow Moses. <laughs> that's a great perspective too. Like, cause, th- cause you're right. This would be like a great track to walk out on before the before the encore. And this is like a mm. per- and the way it ends, too. Just the way it just kind of like drops and fades, and then like the we just hear the hum of the keyboards in the background. Fucking mm-hmm. perfect song from start to finish, dude. And they don't go into a final oh, chorus, which is okay. So- yeah, which like, is so the song good. Just- Done enough at that point for five minutes. <laughs> it's almost as if it lets you like reflect on the rest of the tracks.
1: It's so good. Oh. Right. It's it's like a Soundgarden song right there. Alright, Mike. I'm I've just seen gonna it turn all before. It on, turn down my uh my ears earpieces here. And you, you you can you take this song away, sir. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what is it about seen it all before you don't like? Alright. It bleeds out of and snake starts to sing. a little bit too much it's almost the same song almost
0: as if it's complimenting the song before almost poor chorus oh it's not my favorite track you know even though we're here at the peak of the album by the way right this is the peak (laughs) of of eternal at this point but (laughs) i mean it's not my favorite track but like i think it fits the album very well i like that guitar i like this verse Oh, uh, and the guitar in the background of the verse, dude, the way it's just kinda complimenting the vocals. Oh my god, dude.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it's it, but also with the epicness of the last song, they it's like they tried to recreate it too soon. Mm. I, I
0: wonder if I heard this at track nine or ten. So how, do you think like with like if anti or something was like after snakes start to right. sing and then this song? Sure.
1: Mm. Uh, I, w- I would take that,
0: and I, I I've never liked this chorus. It's not the mm. best chorus on the album. I, I agree. You know, it's probably yeah. the weakest chorus, but that doesn't make it a bad song in my opinion. I don't know.
1: I don't even like his screaming on it right here. It sounds well, too forced.
0: It's because know? it's layered. Can you hear like his whispering in the background? Like he's whispering I the can. chorus. Okay. And then I like this. I like this
1: little like guitar solo this yes, transition this is this is usually where i'm like okay this song's brought me back in like i love this but then the fucking song ends no it doesn't it's right here oh this part's, this part's badass dude mm. i love
0: this part for me the song ends oh, okay <laughs> and it's not long it's not long enough <laughs> what if the track ended right here like what what if the track ended like right after that that cool ass guitar transition oh. Which we're still in right now, by the way. I know
1: that would be that would be off-putting as well. Yeah, I. I but this this I, the I atmosphere mean, I, just doesn't click.
0: I think you know, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, I'm sure if the band took this song and like rewrote it, it would probably be completely different. And maybe we could have done without one last chorus here. But maybe yeah maybe like end the song around that bridge or around that guitar riff maybe it would have been a little bit more powerful especially going into anti which i guess in my opinion is my least favorite song of, of the album but like right. i don't know I, I see where you're coming from it is like after being so swept away with um snakes you know going into uh, yes. seen it all before just leaves you with wanting more from it i guess right it really does
1: Especially because I'm just like riding high after that last song. Mm Mhm. So I wanted to see if I can look up what the guys said to me after I posted (laughs) that this is not the best song in the world.
0: (laughs) The one song that, you know, a masterpiece despite having one song you don't like? Right.
1: But I don't know how to find that on here right now. We'll find (laughs) it.
0: Okay. The song's about depression, by the way. Those of us who can relate. I've heard of this depression. What does tell me about it? Kinda sucks. I wouldn't recommend it. Two out of ten. <laughs> I think Ollie's experienced it before, right?
1: I love this like outro though. Okay, here we go. After I posted on April sixth that <laughs> this is this is a Mojo Hand moment for mm-hmm. me on this album. Mojo um, we've Hand. We've got, my got God. into a lot of a lot of interesting discussions about albums that are. Oh, go ahead and pause it. Pause it. Sorry, pausing it now. <laughs> albums that are great, except for one track, of which I have over a hundred on my top two hundred list mm-hmm. um, that I could I could pull from. But this the to be... just had
0: to pull out his <laughs> big fat septennial. dick <laughs> and just slap it on the fucking table for us to make fun of him
1: exactly so um so uh thomas wrote get out of here with that horrid take all <laughs> all caps i agree, I agree. <laughs> daniel daniel posted a gif that said shut your damn mouth right now right there <laughs> um <laughs> boo this man <laughs> and then uh mike and i got into a discussion about um subway funeral from common existence mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of great some reason, Dave Dave didn't post anything on there which is surprising yeah it that's was okay. his prompt okay. too I know so the so I'm, I know I'm on the outside when it comes to that particular track
0: mm-hmm. if you were to give, that's fine with me that's if you were to give me. this that song though a letter grade what would you give it though I, I would like to know I would give it a C Oh, that's Minus. a lot low that's a lot lower than I thought. So you you legit yeah. think it's just an okay song. And a thumbs down. Wow. Every time. Do you think when teachers give their students C's, they give them a thumbs down, like to their face? Yes. And they <laughs> I put, expected... shut your goddamn mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> I expected better from you.
1: C. <laughs> now for you an Antivist, on yes. the other hand, you said this is kind of your low point of the album, but did the album peak? On Antivist
0: is uh, what I really want to know. This song right here, uh, Adam, we are actually at the peak of this album here with the song cool. Antivist. Uh, I love this song and I love it live. I love this song live too. I think that's just like you with like sleepwalking, listening to this song live turned me around on it. And it was just like, okay, this was written to be a live track. Yes. And a little bit of a nod to the old fans, even. Mm-hmm.
1: And then when the fucking... Everything drops out except
0: the bass and drums. Right here, dude. Oh. Finally, the bass gets to sing in this album. Finally. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Never done before in their previous thing uh, albums. I'm sure this was a production uh, point. Thank you, Terry Date.
0: You did a good job there. Yeah, I know, and then it's it just
1: like... Yeah, I
0: know. Just little touches like that really elevate this song to like, the way I kind of felt about it before. Um, I mean, yeah. I did say we are at the peak of the album at this point, but like I do have right. to admit, this is like where I'm just kind of like, okay, can we move on to the last two tracks, please? Because like I get for the, the message mix. like one minute in, I'm like, okay, I get it. Can we just move on?
1: <laughs> but this is what 2013 was all about. It was all about putting your finger up. Mm-hmm. Granted, this was more of a 2008 song for them.
0: Yeah. But still, like you gotta show them that you're still cool. You still yeah. hate the world well it's it's more like i'm it's twofold it's more i'm sick and And tired
1: yeah and
0: (laughs) it's it's you know it's it's a anti i i hate fucking stupid politicians who are ruining the world but i'm also fed up with people who aren't doing anything about it who just like go on facebook and post minion memes that are like oh this politician haha got him so like this song is about like both this is the most like two sides um song i've heard in a while but uh mm. but if you were just take it structurally but musically, and musically musically the song fucks <laughs> yeah. it's just lyrically <laughs> that i'm like okay i get it with this song because i agree with the song i agree with the message i totally agree with the message but like it's like all right <laughs> but like in this a way like- he's him putting out the song it's also like the anti-vist side of like what the lyrics are talking about you, you get what i'm saying like he he's going criticizing meta. going meta. yeah he's criticizing people who aren't doing anything about like the world's problems but he's also yes. doing it with pipe just right. putting out the song
1: <laughs> here's my song anyway back to my opium den <laughs> this was the only track that he really showed much charisma during oh. that warp tour set though like you can, really he was, remember he was just walking back and forth on the stage. He wasn't jumping around. He wasn't doing too much. Oh, true. Huh? But then on this part, he started headbanging a little bit. Yeah. And I remember thinking like the crowd is moving like fucking crazy. You might want to try a little bit, but then I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot. He's got back problems and 28 yeah. years old. And um, and it was like 98 on, degrees. High, <laughs> yeah. And high on Vicodin right now. So Probably, I mean, I get, yeah.
0: it, I get it. Oh, crooked young we crooked right young it. dude <laughs> so i mentioned off the or close to the beginning there that there, there's a lot of like you know anti-theist uh tr- tracks on this album uh it doesn't get more anti-theist than this track right here so if you're sensitive to that kind of stuff hey fast forward a few minutes
1: this was another one that took me some time to grow on love that verse
0: though oh that's so good And like, if you're a religious person, particularly Christian, like this chorus is like, oh, wow. Wow. He's finally writing a song for me. And then you just (laughs) just stop the album right here. Don't don't go any further. Go any further.
1: (laughs) But yes, I do remember the end of this album being difficult for me in 2013. For some reason, these last two tracks I didn't care for, but I Mm. like them now. It was just because these choruses were just a little bit too... Not wordy enough, I felt at the time, mm. but I, I like them now. It's all right.
0: Yeah, I mean they, it's they are.
1: Sleepwalking, it's a sleepwalking chorus. You
0: know? Yeah, I mean I, that's a, that's a valid criticism with some of these choruses that they yeah. are just kind of, um, you know, because they are following pop structure in order to create a catchy chorus. Like yes. they do kind of fall into the. They do kind of fall into like, okay, well, like I've heard this tempo before. I've heard this, you know, cadence before. Right It's like damn it Lincoln Park strikes again <laughs> I love this post chorus part With the fucking like Keyboard in the background dude Motherfuckers I know oh. It's so good
1: It's like damn you Lincoln Park Will you keep on hurting Out new bands for eternity <laughs> Somebody needs to stop them
0: <laughs> oh, Damn it I'm, One of the members <laughs> Took care of that for you dad Oh So sad <laughs>
1: and again I don't know how many people out there listen to this half of the album and um, then claim it to be the, one of the greatest albums of all time
0: you know well, let's see, you don't hear just, much
1: about these songs
0: yeah I mean like everybody knows Shadow Moses everybody knows Can You Feel My Heart sleep you know sleepwalking yeah and like yeah, there's like all of these gems that like nobody really talks about and like i get it shadow moses is the greatest rock song ever written bar none it might be it and, might be of a know, generation of a generation no, bar none did, did i stutter <laughs> <laughs> so like you know it's easy for me to reference shadow moses anyone anytime i i'm thinking about semp eternal so i get it right but then like we come across songs like crooked young we come across fucking anti and Snake starts to sing And Empire dude. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like It just solidifies Like what a masterpiece This, al- this album really is Right Dare I say no. The peak of this album I know we've been waiting for it, for, it might be. for 10 tracks now But I think we've finally reached the peak It might be We might have made it
1: I'm not sure if the next album The next song Will we'll, uh, I think it, it might not measure up as well But we'll see We'll see when we get there
0: Ugh and I love that fake there out. What a great fake mm-hmm. out. Oh. And again, if you're just like if you fast forward the songs because like, you know, the, the lyrics were offensive, Your like fucking that. <laughs> face. I love I love that fucking like another fake out with the lyrics too. Final track here. Hospital. I for always soul. forget.
1: I always forget it ends Fuck that way. Face. You know? I, can't, I can't stop laughing whenever I hear it. <laughs> Fuck your fucking face. Okay, we're done.
0: <laughs> it's faith. Oh, faith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll go with that. I like faced as well. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about like eating carpet. You're talking about fucking faces. This is a horny episode. Man,
1: it's in we're the all. air. Springtime is in the air.
0: <laughs> Adam. We are here at the final track of the standard edition of yes. SEMP Eternal, dude. One I'm of there. the greatest fucking outro tracks I've ever heard. I love this kind of like interview session. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was just you know recorded in the studio. But, you know, he's talking about how far <laughs> he's come as a person and as an artist and, you know, realizing Obviously,
1: that- we'll never have any problems after this album.
0: Correct. Because yeah, of yeah.
1: me making it. I made it. I solved alcoholism i solved everything and drug abuse anyway do you have any more pills (laughs) i don't know why i didn't like the song in 2013 i I can vividly remember like listening to it and being like ah whatever this this one's this one's not good so i have no idea these days
0: is it the kind of like oh i've heard this riff before
1: it must have been it's like it's not interesting and new sounding i want new sounding
0: things yeah and that's there a again, valid criticism, but again, the the sum of its parts though are just so fantastic. Mm-hmm. All the musicians just really come drops really out over is. here. The, from a production standpoint, this song is fantastic. It, it, all the all the instrumentation knows when to when to bring it. It knows when to give it a rest. It knows when to let the keys kind of carry. And for people who have heard Ollie Sykes like in the past, you know, you, you he kind of comes in on this song and kind of shows his vocal range. He's gonna get better and better as a singer going forward from this, absolutely. But this is just another hint that like, this band is ready to evolve. This band has evolved and nobody is going to ever top this album if you're a scene band. So stop trying. Yep, gotta let it go. Yep, do your own I mean, thing
1: rise from sky the drive this this particular year mm-hmm. got pretty close uh for, and black is beautiful from let live mm-hmm. i still rate those two albums higher for the year Wow, well, cuz there's one it's track on will like <laughs> exactly there's one track but they're also very very close
0: it was equal masterpieces i know i mean other ways. than like 2006 i think 2013 is like another greatest year of music ever um mm, just a nice little simple chorus you know guitars are just so good dude Mm -hmm. wow see i would have liked more like bass uh at the forefront but you know for what this album is there's there's not really much i can complain about um you know and now we're here at the end, Adam, you know, we're halfway through this song. We're pretty much at the end of the album. What are your thoughts now, 10 years later, Semphaternal? Still one of the great, it, still one of the best? Yeah, I don't, I don't listen to it very often these days.
1: And then you get to that point where you're like, do I really like this album that much? And then you go back and listen to it one more time. You're like, yeah. yeah. But what was great... Since I've changed the way I do my top 100 list. So I have my 64 perfect albums. Mm -hmm. And then number 65 through 181 are all albums that have one song I don't care for. Right. Now I changed that because I used to do it purely based on percentages. Um, So Sempaternal was way down because it was only like a whatever 10 out of 11 is. How embarrassing. 90.1 percent or something (laughs) so it had like fallen off my top 100 list Mm -hmm. which i was i was not comfortable with so that's why i knew i had to go back and re-listen to every album from 65 to 181 and put them in the proper order last year like i did i don't know if you remember me having a heart attack doing all that i remember but i didn't (laughs) (laughs) so i put bring me the horizon at number 69 Nice. Number 69 album. So out of my <laughs> all my albums that don't have one bad song, this is number five. And mm. you got some heavy hitters ahead of it that are much more nostalgia for me than anything else. So they, they will always be better albums than this one. But um, still, I'd say that's in pretty good company. As for Mike, I don't know. Has this album been bumped up through the years since you did your top well, 100 list? Technically, ten.
0: Technically it was bumped down because uh, since I made that original oh, top oh, 10, yeah. like one album, I've only added one album on there, so my new favorite day, album.
1: Any day you can go back and change it. You know, whenever you want to, you can look at where it's at compared to the other ones be like, "You know, this is actually my number 7 album of all time or or something like that." Well, you, you could know, change it. It's 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 okay.
0: But what if somebody were to Fick go back over. to that episode and then they were to call me out on it? That would be embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of
0: albums since then. They would true, get it. True, true. This was originally my number six four. years now. Six, four. six years. It's my original number four album of all time. Before Whoa. Bring me the Horizon I'm sorry. Brian Fallon's Sleepwalkers bumped that down to my now number five. Do I like it more than Define the Great Line by Underoath, or City by the Light Divided by Thursday, really? or the Devil and God yeah. Raging Inside Me by Brand New? Nostalgia. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. That's some good company right there. Yeah. <laughs> but this did beat out Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance. So it's sitting pretty. It's, it is in good company in my top 5 albums of all time. Okay. Probably never to change beyond that. I, I don't think. know what you're talking about. I've already made that episode. Go back no, to just, 27.
1: I mean our our top 20s are pretty solid.
0: They are. I mean like, I mean, you know, we we we, Not, we we joke and we jest about like Adam uh, Mike just add new stuff in there. It's okay, but you know, like that being said, like there, both of us have incredible albums in our
1: top twenties. I know, I know, because I, I add new things into my perfect albums lists every year, um, but nothing cracks my top twenty ever except right. for Brian Pelham, exactly. And if we do get this alleged new Gaslight Anthem album, there's some big shoes to fill. It sounds some like high that,
0: expectations. It really sounds like that <laughs> album is done, Adam. I'm if
1: it is great, if not great, well, it's bad for your bets, but it's great for the rest of us. Just <laughs> saying, if, if you release a single now, then another one in three months, another one in six months after that, and then the album a year from now, that's usually that's the way
0: it usually goes. Slow burn, when you slow burn, yeah. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for all of that. I respect it. But, Adam. I respect. I don't agree with you, but I respect it.
1: <laughs> but it is about time that we listen to that. We need to go back and see what we were talking about on the podcast back in April of 2013, where we probably just casually said, oh, I listened to Sempaternal finally. Yeah, it was really good. Anyway, talk to you next week. Yep. Bye.
0: <laughs> good luck with that baby you're having. Uh, yes. It's, it was there. My gosh, your oldest is going to be 10. Just a few weeks, man. Crazy. Right there. It's happening. Adam, besides perfect masterpiece albums that have no bad songs in it, uh, what else mm-hmm. have you been listening to this past week?
1: Well, what
0: have I? So you want to talk about,
1: is it Terminal and the album The Burden? Or is it the burden with the album Terminal? I keep uh, forgetting. I believe it's the burden with the album
0: A Terminal. <laughs> no, just Terminal, not A Terminal. It's E Terminal. It's
1: right? just it's just Terminal. yes. it's Terminal A
0: over at the train station.
1: I'm <laughs> sure that's what it is. <laughs> so we both listened to this on recommendation from Thomas. Thomas, I mean.
0: yes, uh, an yeah. album that uh, he I guess he checked out on his own. Maybe he just saw that was you know it's getting some hype. Uh, he checked yes. it out and highly recommended it.
1: What do you think? They said, for fans of Under Oath. Old school and Under Oath, yes. Initially, I was listening to it and being like, you know, it's a good thing that bands listen to Under Oath and then decided to become bands because <laughs> it's almost like like they can take that sound and they can add interesting elements to it that or Under, Oath would have, or, or like Under Oath wouldn't have even thought of mm-hmm. and then make it a little bit more, I don't know, different, I guess. Yeah. And then the more I listened to it, I was just like, well, this is kind of just like a metalcore album that I probably
0: didn't need to listen to this year. I still enjoyed a handful of songs on it. I did as well. And I'm glad that you're yeah. right there with me. So, you know, I, 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 get the, the, for fans of recommendation old school Underworld. this does sound like it would have slotted right into like one of my favorite albums of 20, 2007, 2008. Um, but you know, we don't it's, get a lot of like enjoyable metalcore albums these days because that genre is just kind of tired and refusing to evolve
1: unfortunately it's back and everybody's like yeah metalcore is back and so i'm like i'm afraid it's
0: just gonna the cycle will just continue we're just getting it regurgitated like uh, yeah bad boring albums because again like it's not i don't think it's necessarily the band's faults i think they're just giving the fan the gatekeeping fan base what they want because again, the, the genre refuses to evolve, and when it does, like people just shut it down. Because like, oh, it's not real metal. Those too poppy. So it's like, fuck y'all. You guys deserve to have bad albums. These days, I, right. I wouldn't say Terminal by the Burden is a bad album. I think it's. I think it's highly enjoyable. No. Like, if you, if you're just the type of person who likes to listen to like one genre of music. I think this is like up there, you know? Yes. Which I guess is a good thing. Cause it would
1: spear new fans to like, maybe go back mm-hmm. and listen to the predecessors. Yeah. And, 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 and experience that. Um, I was, I was impressed with a lot of the hooks on here. Oh yeah. Um, I, I like those elements at the same time I'm listening to them Like this is totally an album exactly. Like I didn't want to listen to this year. Just like, uh, that one, the emo rap one from last week, dead lakes,
2: mm.
1: which just like, this is exactly what I didn't want to listen to this year, but I still ended up liking it. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. you know, it's not like, it's not
0: terrible, which is, this which is, is really good. This is best case scenario for like new scene bands and like, or and metalcore bands. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not pushing the envelope. It's not, trying to be like the greatest album in the world it's not trying to be define the great line you can tell that they were right. inspired by define the great line when they were yeah. you know in pampers uh back when that album first came out <laughs> but uh uh but it, but i i enjoyed it for what it was every time it was on it was like okay this is this is this is good i i, I like cool. it yeah
1: yeah So I I think overall, the the closing track, which was all very Mm grief-oriented, like that one, I I was just like, I don't really like this song too much. And then like the last time I listened to it, I was like, the song is really, really, really good and sad at the same time. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. There's a lot lot of tracks like that
0: where it's just like, okay, well, on first listens, like, okay, this is a pretty good song. And then you listen to it throughout the week. It's like, oh, this is a really good song. yeah.
1: Yeah. What was that one? Like track seven. I can never remember the name of it. Something eulogy. Yeah, Spark Notes Eulogy. Spark Notes Eulogy, yeah. yeah. That's a good track. That is a good track, yeah. Like, that was one that jumped out to me right away the first time I listened to it. I'm like, oh, hey, this is going to be good. And then yeah. it was everything else was just kind of, like, almost there.
0: <laughs> what I would say for this band, though, I think this is a band to look out for. I think if they choose to kind of stretch their creativity muscles a little bit, I think they could put out something that stands above the rest as as, but yeah. as far as like this album terminal goes, I think it is just kind of like, Oh, it's above average, above average. Right? Cool. I, cool. I, 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 are they not...
1: British, Australian? One, me, one of those.
0: Let me find out for they're, you, my friend. They're under the service of the King. One way or another. <laughs> I, I remember that <laughs> death to the King. Oh, are we going to get banned now? Oh, we have, we have listeners in, uh, in the UK. Uh, they are Canadian. So they are oh, under the yeah, service of the that's King. Great. That's true. That's true.
1: Hail to the King, baby. So yeah, I gave it a nine out of 12 altogether. I was kind of kind of surprised. This could, this could be a top 20 album for me by the end of the year.
0: And I don't mean to like make fun of the, these guys the way they look or anything, but I'm looking at their band oh, no. image and they look like a bunch <laughs> of guys who go on Reddit to like make fun <laughs> of women. Like they look at all the porn. They look at all the porn subreddits on Reddit to like body shame them. Uh, You're fat. Like all your nipples are like not symmetrical. (laughs) Oh,
1: I don't even know which ones the band. Oh, there they are.
0: I mean, they look like they just look like normal dudes. I but like they kind of like in this weird lighting that their their promo pic. They kind of look like Reddit. It looks like Aaron.
1: Aaron and Spencer in 2004. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure they were on Reddit being trolls at that time as well. Yeah, exactly. Like
0: <laughs> you should follow the word of Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to go to hell.
1: <laughs> anyway, my guitar player has got a nice leather jacket. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. S- yeah. So, okay. The Terminal, the band with the album, the burden.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't Adam, know if they have, have too many around. other things other way around other way around <laughs> i have no idea it's one or the other <laughs> uh yeah i uh, they, they they have been around a little bit long. Uh, they, they do have an album from 2019 called the sinking feeling uh and then oh. they have some uh older stuff well i think that's that's EPs. it uh, again pampers uh, yeah. they, <laughs> they, they need more pampers <laughs> yeah and, uh, in 2018 they have the presence of past tense ep five songs oh and another album in 2016 called modern disease okay i don't think i'll be going backwards i think this was probably the best we're gonna get yeah if this is like the best that they have i don't know if like the listening to their older stuff is gonna do me any good but um yeah yeah, i mean check out terminal if you think that's uh that's an album you're gonna if it sounds like an album you're gonna enjoy all right so mike the color spectrum by the deer hunter Tell me I started it. this saga I, I I feel
1: like I can't go into too much details without you also listening to this with
0: me it's I mean if it, you want to it sounds like you've been <laughs> struggling to explain it anyway because you know I mean've I've heard some of the deer hunters stuff of x123 at this point but uh, yeah yes. tell me about
1: the color spectrum though. Okay. So there's nine EPs altogether. Each EP is named after a certain color and each EP is a different genre of music. Right. So I was just like, well, that's ambitious. I would be an idiot to like not experience this. Like so, so much planning and time and effort goes into this band. It's like, I can't believe it didn't self-destruct. And I'm not even talking about the most recent album. I'll get there in a minute. Oh my God. Oh no. <laughs> But after Act Three, I, I, they they kind of decided to um, change the focus of the band. Before they went back to the to the Axe sagas, um, yeah. Basically, Casey was just like, you know, you play music, you see different colors. Colors are an interesting thing. I like colors. People see different things in different colors and hear different things. Blah 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 blah, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, why not make four songs in different types of genres? Lump it all together into th- two and a half hours of music. That's I mean, what like, I would
0: do as a sane person. <laughs> I mean, like, kudos to Triple Crown for allowing yeah. this madness, you know? Man, it's like
1: fucking alchemy index on fucking crack right here. I know. Jesus so, Christ. Um, okay, but I'm, I'm going to preface that I still wish it took a harder
0: turn into each each genre yeah you were saying that last week that like they do kind of just sound pretty similar it's not a a
1: overwhelmingly defined sound change like alchemy index is yeah so obviously you got the black ep here which is the industrial rock alternative metal i mean it's it's what the deer hunter hunter could make to sound industrial Mm -hmm. i mean it sounds heavy the lyrics are very very dark But it still sounds like a progressive rock band Mm -hmm. making their heavier songs. Yeah, which is usually not that heavy (laughs) sounding, right? (laughs) The songs are still pretty good. You know, like that. That that, I still gave this one a three out of four. It's pretty cool. The the lyrical themes are are very dark. Like I said, Um, and and that was cool. I liked it. It was it was pretty. Pretty good. So you jump into the red EP. Again, these all came out. All nine of these EPs came out on June 14th, 2011. Oh, so, wow. Crazy. <laughs> so you could either do what I'm doing, you could have jumped into all two and a half hours, or you could have released or listened to the standard
0: edition, you which is just like, like, you know what? I'm I'm due to listen to Orange, but I'm kind of in a white mood right now. Exactly. exactly. Am I feeling I, Violet today? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. So you jump into the, the Grunge EP, which is the red one. Now, just because I'm a fan of Grunge music is not the reason why I enjoyed this EP better than the other three. I really think that the songs on here were like the best, most accessible. I mean, they weren't that much less heavy than the black EP. It just kind of had a different sound, but not too overwhelming. So like Mm -hmm. the two of these bled well into each other. And, uh, and so I enjoyed red EP quite a bit. And then you go into the yellow EP, the psych. Oh, sorry. The orange EP, the blues rock slash hard rock one. Again, grunge is a subset of blues and hard rock. That's
0: true. (laughs) They sound pretty much the same. All of these genres of rock and roll kind of fit in the same family tree. Yes. You know? Yes. So
1: the orange EP was probably my least favorite, but I still gave it a three out of four. Like the songs are still pleasant to listen Mm -hmm. to nothing earth, that nothing earth shattering, no concept of lyrics to really like get too far behind here it's just turn this on it's still about i mean each ep is anywhere between 13 and 18 minutes so you still got a standard 45 to 50 minutes so like even almost within an albums worth
0: each ep they're not like themed albums they're not like oh the black ep which you said is like the industrial one like oh this is about like sadness or some shit and like red which is grunge <laughs> like that this is about like passion or something it, it's nothing like that it I haven't jumped
1: into the lyrics so much and I obviously I learn a lot more from the lyrics when I go back and read this <laughs> this band's work. Gotcha. Um so I don't know exactly if that's what it's all about. Right now I'm just absorbing it musically, thinking about the colors because I do that unfortunately. Like whatever color an album's art is <laughs> is the color that I kind of have spinning through my head as I'm listening to yeah. it. So it's hard not to, right? Yeah, so like I'm enjoying that side of it and trying to figure out like why does this feel like orange? Like I I it does? I can see orange in my head. I, do I feel orange? I, why no, am I no, craving so carrots right now? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So it's just kind of fun to listen to for that stuff, yeah. you know? So I I think it's it's a good thing if you're wanting to expand your musical palette again. So going back and listening to the the Burden wait terminal <laughs> <laughs> the burden with listening the album. to terminal, terminal. <laughs> yeah so listening to that album where not a lot is being expanded like okay you know we've heard this before jumping into this like everything is just like how how deep can i go with my listening pleasure of this so it was it was fun to do that and i think and the next 3 eps are the softer ones so you got Uh green, which is like the folk country stuff. Ooh, your favorite genre? Sorry, sorry. Yellow is the next one. And that's the psychedelic rock, which definitely has like
0: a sixties pop feel to them. And it seems really good. The deer hunter in general, just the psychedelic rock.
1: Yeah, exactly. So this one, but it's got like that more I, I don't know. I can't even say like it. It sounds like The Doors or something. It's got like a very '60s kind of pop feel to it. Mm. Um, it's, and, and pop rock is the other genre here. And then the Green album is the folk slash country ish one. Um, so it's all acoustic. It's all there, there's a little bit of like steel guitar, like that gives it that that country feel in yeah, the background, like So I'm enjoying that one thus far. And the blue EP is the soft rock slash experimental rock. So this one's very similar to uh, the the folk country one, but it's more plugged in kind of style.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. So they're being and fit- it kind of just Interest flows with these genres. Uh, these- <laughs> it sounds like it's just like... Well, you could call it experimental rock. You could call it folk, I guess, for the most part, like, but that's probably the right. most unique one genre wise. So at that- least
1: these three don't sound like them, mm-hmm. like what I've come to, to, to feel their sound is Or the first three EPs, it was just like, okay, this is just what the deer hunter kind of sounds like. Yeah. Um, so it, it takes a much more of a, I guess, experimental route on the, the middle EPs here. Yeah. So I'll have a more feel for those next week going into the last three. But uh, then I was just like, okay, well, I haven't listened to Antomai yet. Antomai was the album that came out in July of last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's it's eight tracks. It's 50 minutes. What what am I missing? Why not just just enjoy the journey? What a breezy album it sounds like. <laughs> right. So I listened to it like seven times. And I was like, okay, well, it's not like great. Great. Um, but there's some good songs on here. Okay. Um, let me jump into the lyrics now. (laughs) Oh, please do. (laughs) Cause I did not look up anything about the themes at all until I was like lyric genius. Okay. Synopsis of the album. Oh, each track is, is, is different rings. It's a post-apocalyptic wasteland. All the humans now live within these separated rings. Like, this is what society is. There's eight of them. It's the Hunger Games. It's kind of the Hunger Games-ish. Yes. So, obviously, the people that live in each ring are their own subset. Mm -hmm. And so each track is about each ring. Does this make sense?
0: Yes. I'm following (laughs) you so far. Okay. Did you bring up the album art? I'm doing that right now, my friend. Okay yes I'm because saying, so at so a triangle breaks it down. and i'm seeing yes. like a district almost like so so is this what it what it's like? is it like a classism i guess like each yes. ring is like a so different like my economic sense my
1: angsty sociologist 22 year old was like as soon as i learned this about the album mm-hmm. was in love with this Ooh. concept <laughs> Now, the songs, on the other hand, I, I, I don't know where I
0: stand on them being like great, good kind of thing. Well, I'm looking at definitely the, some, uh, the track s- listing, too. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to bring this up. Like track one, Ring 8, Poverty. Yes. Ring 7, yes. Industry. All the way down yes. to Ring 1, Tower.
1: Yes. So each track is about each ring, Lyric Genius, the nerds on there do a great job of breaking down everything I would ever want to know about each level and how they interconnect with each other, um, how they are at odds with each other, yet they still try to exist with each other. Nobody knows what the world is like outside of these rings. Ooh. And then in the middle, the tower, ring one, is where the the, the, the deity is said to be living. Oh, Nobody knows. Nobody's ever been in that ring, and it's because that ring is—it's just Elon Musk. Yes. So nobody, <laughs> no, and this is where the Indigo Child EP from last year. Oh shit! The Indigo Child EP slash short film, which is available to view on YouTube, is oh. fourteen minutes long, and it's part one of that journey. But apparently, what I read on Reddit was, or on the YouTube comments. Casey doesn't have funding for the rest of, of the films. <laughs> so oh no, <laughs> <laughs> there's not too much more to come on the film side of things, but it at least is talking about how other rings tower over the, the lesser rings wow. and, and all of this kind of stuff. So um, the, the Indigo Child EP is literally the soundtrack for the 14 minute short film. Oh, cool. So it's, it's technically only two real songs that have words and then it's just instrumental pieces after that. Oh shit. That's cool. (laughs) So I like listened to that once and it was just like the indigo child is coming again and it comes when we're ready. It wasn't anything to be too excited about, but you know, it's just basically introducing you to what the indigo child is. Mm -hmm. And so like the further away from the tower you are, the more these people just have this, this faith that someday the indigo child will present itself and save them from all the atrocities that are happening to them. So again, my angsty sociologist brain was reading this and just being like, fuck, if I had read this when I was 23, like I would have been like, there's a fucking
0: Everything's so great about this man. But, uh, but like that but concept Casey, is really that. cool. I mean like I thought so too. Yeah. yeah. I mean it just came out in like 2022, right? Like, and like Yeah, last are, year. Yeah, we are like kind of in a way like metaphorically living in that weird like classes like separated classes system in this right. country. So it's right. like what a cool metaphor for that.
1: Yeah. So um I, I so I would say get a feel for the music and then jump into the lyrics and it will all fall into place. There's not too much that's not told to you except for like what the next step of the story is going to be. And is that Cause you're like sensing, with the new album? Yeah. Which has not been announced about yet. Mm. Um, I know they're, they're touring right now. Um, so I don't know when that next album is going to come out. If it's going to come out next year.
0: But is that like a sequel to Antomai or is that just a completely different thing? I, I think that's just like the next
1: stage in the so- story. Cause I think interesting. In, in the short film, Sunyai is the kid who's like, he's like having his eighth birthday or as they call it in the film, it's like, it's your eighth cycle. And so he's like there with his mom and his mom is talking about, you have to believe in the Indigo Child because the Indigo Child will save us. And if you don't, then, you know, bad things happen. And the kid's just like, no, I don't want to. And, you know, you can go back and forth on whether the acting is good or not. But <laughs>
0: low <laughs> and budget, then like,
1: low budget, like members of, One of the rings, I think it's the security ring, like the police ring. Okay. They come in and they basically take the child and they put an implant in him and they're like, he's, you know, on his eighth cycle. So now it's time for him to start working in the fields. Like, so they're like, basically they assign which ring he's going to go to next. And they're like, you know, he, so now we have to take him and here's, here's a receipt and you can pick him up on his 20th cycle. Oh Lord. <laughs> and so, they're like, they're, they're, so all of that is going on. So it like leaves on a cliffhanger you're like, where is this going? And I think the kid's name is Sonia. I'm not a hundred percent on there. So there's like some sort of, I don't know. And, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say Antichrist that's supposed to like probably go in and d- dethrone the Indigo Child at some mm-hmm. point, but it seems like that might be what it's being set up to. <laughs> so you can get Christ. lost in all of the stories with that, well, that sounds, on your own time.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a fascinating <laughs> concept. So at least if you want to follow mm-hmm. this story, you're going to have to start with the Indigo Child and then maybe watch the, sun, um, watch the short yes. film, we'll, then listen yeah. to Anti-Mai, and then Sonya mm-hmm. is coming up next. Like,
1: the Indigo Child, like I said, is only two songs. It's like a thirty-minute EP, but most of it is instrumental. Yeah. So if you get like a feel for those songs, then you can kind of jump into the short film real quick yeah. and be like, "Cool, that was a fun fourteen minutes," and then and then jump into Antomai, and you'll you'll be good to go at that point. So yeah, I I thought it was cool. I'm ready for the next stage. I still don't know if I mean it's maybe like a five out of eight for the songs right now. Mm-hmm but I, I really need to give, give it some more spins, especially after taking in the concept. Now. Yeah. It sounds like it a seven week. times. Yeah. It sounds like a
0: week <laughs> is not enough for, for like how yeah. high concept this is. And like, but it sounds like you're super fascinated at least with the storyline and things like that. Yeah, like that, that's already got you hooked in.
1: Yeah. It's, it's pretty inventive and it's just like, where does this dude come up with all of this?
0: It's he's amazing he's just like waiting outside like claudio sanchez's like house just Mm -hmm. like hiding in the bushes and anytime he throws out a piece of paper he's like scrounging for like oh yeah got it right right this is my new
1: album his ability to break down like to break down all of these social classes and then like you you as the listener you start to kind of insert yourself into where you would be in this cycle and he does a great job of pointing out like the good and the bad of being stuck in each stage. (laughs) So it's like, I mean, it's
0: not so black and white, right. Even like in today's, you know, classist society that we live in, like it's like there's nuances to everything. Like some people are just born Mm -hmm. rich. That doesn't, that doesn't inherently make them bad, right? Like some people are born poor, but doesn't inherently mean that they're like not going to amount to anything when they get older.
1: And, and why we don't want to try to be better Cause we're afraid we could get worse. Right. Like, like the, especially the middle-class track is all about that. Yeah. It's just like, Hey, we're, you know, we, we're, we're fine here. We don't need to do anything to change things. Complacency, need to right? Help, help. Yeah. We don't need to help the, the lesser people cause they don't try hard enough. Right. Um, but, and we don't need to be like the best people because like, cause, cause we could, we could be shunned. Cause that's what happens in this world is like the, the people who don't make it in the certain rings, they get shoved back to like seven and eight yeah basically shit so it's just like we don't want that to happen to us like let's just stay in our perfect little you know you're just describing this country. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. So, so, and then like for me, it was like, oh God, like you, you start to question your own ethics and morals just through this album. Yeah. And it's like, fuck you, dude. What what <laughs> the fuck? Stop making not me think. This. I just want <laughs> some weird Baroque pop. Exactly. Exactly. And I listened to it seven times and got a feel for the songs. And I was like, okay, now jump into these lyrics. You're just like, holy fuck. Where did this come from? <laughs> That's
0: cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I I, and then have I didn't a get a chance to listen to it a- again. Yeah, I haven't picked up Deer Hunter in a few weeks. So I've just been listening to some other stuff. It's been crazy busy weeks in music and stuff. I uh, haven't even finished, like, was Act 4? I think I haven't listened yet. But uh, yeah, I think maybe I can, Act like, four. just start with Indigo Child. I, like, I'm super interested in, like, this storyline.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, Act 4 and Act 5, I really, really enjoy. Yeah. I think you will also enjoy them as much as you did for the first ones. Yeah. Um, as, again, for the music... I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah. Fascinating though. Fascinating stuff. Yes. Nonetheless. (laughs) So thank you, Daniel, for that very, very wonderful, uh, recommendation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I hope your nose is okay.
0: Yes. We have to check in on (sighs) our friend Daniel yesterday. He went to a plot in you concert, uh, and broke his (laughs) nose and guess what he just healed from, uh, was his broken hand. Uh, so we gotta check <laughs> did in he get with that moshing as well <laughs> Probably no no he 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 broke his hand at work ah okay okay so not as badass as you know breaking your nose in a Plot and you mosh pit I but, know uh,
1: but that was where Mike again like our our circles collide correct Plot And you wasn't performing no when you broke your ass but they were in that they had just performed they were it in the and then secrets yeah they were in the area. <laughs> it was them then secrets and mike thought like oh plot and you got the crowd going now i'm ready to
0: to stage dive yeah and it didn't go so well i'm ready to show off to my new girlfriend here that i can (laughs) that i can stage dive and crowd surf and plop right Uh, on the ass
1: i know i wonder if they made daniel sign a waiver i "I don't need the ambulance i'm okay
0: yeah i probably should have left (laughs) my ass hurt for like two and a half weeks so yeah i I probably should have i probably fractured my pelvis i don't know but uh anyway you know speaking (laughs) of fascinating stuff adam i've been listening to some music too on your recommendation uh i Mm. was very interested in checking out uh the weakness by one rustin kelly and oh my god am i glad that i listened to that this is a fantastic album one of my favorite albums of 2023 Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that. And again,
1: not a lot of I haven't listened to it now in over a week, but not a lot of country twang that is definitely
0: there on the previous two. Yeah. Um, it definitely kind of rides the line of like folk indie rock, uh, you know, more in that uh more more in that realm than the than than the country stuff that we listened to when we first checked him out. Um but yeah. I was just also really impressed with his vocal range. There's a couple tracks where like, you know, he starts singing. And I'm like, is this the same guy? Is this a feature or something? But like he can he can hit right. the highs he, he can hit those really low baritone notes and it just really creates a different feel for certain songs certain you know certain lyrics are played for laughs but like it really fits the the story that he's trying to tell i just think this right. is a really good album from start to
1: finish man i was very happy with it as well i need i need to go back and listen to it again and yeah that that michael keaton song was definitely my my standout there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that you would you would enjoy his previous two albums, even though it's not like a hundred percent the same. Mm-hmm. This was probably like, I mean, Dying Star is, is pretty pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Um, stand and whatever the other one is, stand and create, stand shape and destroy. Mm-hmm. I'll never know the name of that. No, album. No, it's called that the burden. Like... The album's Terminal. <laughs> oh. <sorry. laughs> <laughs> oh man so much carpet <laughs> <laughs> but I think you would enjoy those albums they're they're pretty good as well but um yeah I was I was impressed with this so I'm I'm looking forward to to hearing more from from Rustin yeah. down the way
0: you know when it went into this album with like not the highest expectations but hearing you kind of glow about it last week like really got me interested but uh and, and I'm glad that i did end up checking us out because, like I said, it's one of my favorite albums of this year so far. Fantastic stuff, just just some cool well-made singer-songwriter stuff. This seemed um,
1: very onward, etc. esque.
0: Yeah, but I want to say that like I like this so much more than oh, onward, man. etc. Oh <laughs> my gosh, it's so good. Not to say that onward, etc. slash age burst is is not good, but uh, whatever mm. this vibe is for week, the weakness, oh, I'm all about it. Love it. Okay, L- a lot cool. of like dark cool. like brian fallon vibes too i like it a lot yeah uh i sure. also checked out um my god one of the best albums of 2012 that i never listened to until now Motherfucker oh. the union of crowns by barry tomorrow oh, bro <laughs> motherfucking this album dude like i was so I fucking high on their new album that just came out uh a couple weeks ago the seventh son motherfucker yes. this album is a fucking masterpiece dude <laughs> 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 shit uh, I, I, yeah you
1: posted lionheart this week and yeah yeah if, and you, you specifically said if you were if somebody was your friend in 2012 and didn't tell you about this album then we're no longer friends. And I took right. that kind of personal, like that. I'm so sorry that I did not bring you this album at the time, but, uh, where was, where was Daniel? I'm sure Daniel was listening to this. Well, this, this, he was this in diapers.
0: He was, I'm, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs>
0: but, uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure which album he jumped in on, but it, it might've been this one. Yeah. This, this is, is just another like metalcore band that like, because I'm not super big on like really heavy metal core. Like I just kind mm-hmm. of pass over. I don't really pay much attention to. So like, until now, when you know you got the recommendation to check out Barry Tomorrow and then pass that recommendation on to me. Jesus fucking Christ, what an album. This album is so fucking good. What's my it number one album on of 2012? Levels. It's probably this now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Handwritten was in there as well as... Uh, Never mind, it's not better than Handwritten. <laughs> <laughs> handwritten will always be number one yeah. in our hearts. Absolutely. Um, yeah, now I got to check because I know this album is high up there for me too so 2012 cuz we got we got Menzinger's on the impossible past mm-hmm. <laughs> we got for me I got the, the, I got the killers with battleborn the afterman ascension I got priorities by Don Broco I mean mm-hmm. I got life cycles by the word alive which I will always uh take to the Champion, grave yeah and then number 9 bury me tomorrow Woo! <laughs>
0: at this point yeah i mean like, like 12 out of 14 i mean amongst good company for sure so yeah fantastic album I'm so glad i'm checking this band out and like this is like you know we just got done talking about like the burden and they're like okay yeah it's, it's a little derivative but like it's it's good but like th- if you're not at like this level <laughs> metalcore <Right>. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna assume that you're like you're mid at this point like it's it's up pretty it's pretty yeah big. Like it's not worth my time most of the time. So uh, I also but checked yeah. out, you know, at your pushing, uh, like because you know it's my own fault. I, I I said I was going to check this artist out like a year ago. At this point, and I still haven't done it. But by Gum, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna start at the beginning. Okay, Taylor Swift with the oh, album. Yes, Taylor Swift. This is her 2016. I'm oh, sorry, 2006 debut album. I remember 2006 High Bar for Music, dude. So I'm, I'm going into yeah. this album with uh, with high expectations. <laughs> yes, it better be good.
1: October 24th. A lot of other albums came out around October 24th, 2006. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yes. Um, but uh, I got to say, dude, you know, I went into this with very, very low expectations. It met those expectations. Uh, okay. Is it, is it more of the country vibe on this, this one? Is, this is her country album. Yes. Okay. Um, but it's, I was pleased to know, because, you know, if you tell me like, hey, Taylor Swift has a her first album is just all mainstream country music. I'm immediately thinking like Christian white nationalists are listening to this, and they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're playing her songs all at like Trump praise. rallies and shit. You know, <laughs> you know this the song all is,
1: "Praise <laughs> to George W. the true leader of our country." <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. There's like subtle jabs at like this up and coming politician named like Barack Obama or something, right? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, I. <laughs> I would much rather listen to this than like anything on country radio. There is Mm, just this is just the most like inoffensive. I'll say milk toast like country pop music out there. It's really just a like, it's like stuff that like a young girl could listen to, and it's just like, oh, it's about boys and my heart being broken. But like, I also she's seventeen at
1: this point, something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, she was born in '89, so that would make sense. Yeah, teardrops on my guitar. I remember that song being on VH1 at that point, and that's the only song on this album on this 14 track album that like I recognized. So, uh, oh, we haven't okay. got yeah. I mean, I think that's probably like the mega hit of hers that maybe the maybe mm-hmm. the, the got popular or the label pushed, yeah, a crossover it definitely, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, like. I, I can't recommend this in, in good faith to anybody listening to this show, but if you like okay. inoffensive country music that's not for Christian white nationalists, then like <laughs> you could do worse than this, you know. I okay. I, I I wasn't like look, ever looking forward to listening to this after my first listen. I was like, Okay, I'll just put it on, see if something else sticks. Nothing really sticked, but uh but whatever. I mean like it's not a I'm not like hating it at this point, but I also don't want it to be like a nickelback situation where it's like you know we started off and he's like right. yeah it's not bad it's not bad adam you know like, i'm looking forward to <laughs> listening to more and then <laughs> album three is gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> so the next album though is the uh, is, in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the 2008 fearless like this is like the big like you belong with me is on here uh love stories oh, on here wow. uh, you okay. know like all the like like her breakout album here so there's like country twang in it but like this is like the start of like her pop career Um, So kind of looking forward to checking this one out. Uh, But, you know, starting it's slow. Start for me with Taylor Swift. Would I recommend you, Adam, check this out and start from here? Probably not. Okay. That is fine with me. I, I, like I said, I'm going to wait until the, the, okay. And then I'll jump into an album from uh, what I'm hearing as far as like, you know, recommendations from like Daniel, who's also a, a, a genuine Taylor Swift fan. Like he says, start at like 2020, like the, the, the shadow drop, like folk albums that she put out mm. um so and then go from there and like kind of go around there um, interesting okay touching on like 1989 i'm looking forward to checking out because a lot i hear a lot of good things. think that's the one with like blank space and that and shake it off which i don't like but like my wife is a no, big fan That, of that sounds song. awful
1: <laughs> that has a that song is one of the worst things like my, unfortunately my kid found every version of it on youtube oh my sung by a my little pony oh no like so i spent months listening to that song in different varieties and i think it's on sing the sing one soundtrack as well that sounds so like I a heard, sing type of song yeah so i heard it way too much on there um so yeah i will wait for the okay before i jump into this
0: <laughs> so i mean you know i'm not going to go into like a deep dive recommendation for each of these i'm just going to tell everybody what i think about them and for the most part until something big happens like i don't imagine i'm going to be like Adam Fearless by Taylor Swift is of a banger best album of 2008 it's I like do I do in of
1: crowns and then Fearless
0: <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely though I I have a I don't believe in the term guilty pleasure but I really like that song Love Story by Taylor mm, Swift I think right. it's just a that's genuinely right. cheesy good love song It might be but like that people of all ages can enjoy So yeah I know Taylor Swift Go listen to her. I don't know. I'm not your mom. <laughs> Man, that for- folklore album, 63 minutes. Mm-hmm. I heard really good folk. things about it. <laughs> it's a lot of folk.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, we have I, I don't know if we've listened to folk albums that were that long, but maybe. There's a lot maybe? of long folklore albums out there. I know. I'd like to believe it's kind of like. Not recent, but more later. Avril Lavigne stuff, mm. where she became a good songwriter before she was like, "Hey y'all, I'm a kid again." Um, I'm hoping that Taylor Swift is taking that late 30s kind of, or not late 30s, I guess mid 30s now, mm-hmm. um,
0: kind of transition into good songwriting. That's what I'm hoping to for. To, you know, yeah. I'm I'm going into this like with an open mind, just like I do for every artist that I listen to, but I'm I'm just hoping to get to take out of this is just like the to hear the evolution of her sound and to hopefully get a better understanding of her fan base and her songwriting and hopefully see that growth you know like she's she's an artist right. i don't i don't i i don't understand uh yeah i i mean i understand like her popularity like she's very pretty and like she writes good pop songs and things like that but like this weird toxic fandom surrounding her that i don't understand hmm. so i'm trying to see right. if i can like get it from that point of view, at least. So we'll see. Okay,
1: we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. But as for this week, we are listening
0: to Inter Shikari. A kiss any, for the whole any, world. Any hot takes so far? Um, I listened to it just once uh, this, this past weekend, uh, so I don't really have too much over there. Um, I went into this with high expectations, um, and it's just kind of good to me so far. It's just kind just...
1: of meeting those low middle tier expectations. Yeah. It's like the last album was really, really good. It really so was. I was kind of hoping to continue that trend. And I've listened to it maybe four times now. And it's like, it's there. It's so short. Mm. And there's two tracks that are just like extended outros. Yeah. So it's really, it's maybe only nine tracks altogether. And then if you take off the extended outros, it's probably less than 30 minutes
0: Yeah, it's, it's, of, it, of real music. It's bordering on EP status at this point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause like yes. nothing is true. Everything is possible. Had like such, it had like a fucking like movie score overture in it. And it, and it like <laughs> right. really added right. to the album. But uh, mm-hmm. so like, I was hoping to get those cool type of like unexpected things with a kiss for the whole world, mm-hmm. but it just seems like a, Hey, these are some good inter songs. So I don't know, maybe yeah. they will grow on me throughout the week, but we'll we'll see. Okay, um, I'm also checking out as everything unfolds. I have not checked it out yet uh, with their new album Ultraviolet. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, from what I'm seeing on our uh, recommendations that I trust over on Discord, um, it seems like it's okay. So I really like <laughs> I really right. like their EP or their album from uh, 2021. Within each lies the other. I thought that was pretty good, and I think that I think this band has a lot of potential. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Haven't even heard it once.
1: (laughs) So, other than that, I'm just listening to the other Color Spectrum EPs and getting ready for the new Dave House album coming out Friday. Friday. Look forward to that.
0: Look forward also, if you're interested, folks, uh, this Tuesday, the Rare Tuesday release, we got Spanish Love Songs with uh, Doom and Gloom Sessions. So, it's a uh, four track EP. Uh, with four covers from bands that they from songs from bands that they like. So the first track will be "Smile Like You Mean It" by The Killers. Track two will be "Futures" by Jimmy Eat World. Uh, track three will be "Portions for Foxes" by Rilo Kiley, and uh, track four will be "Now It's Now It's On" by Granddaddy. Uh, so those those latter two songs are songs I'm not familiar with. So they will be new tracks to me, basically uh so there you go spanish love songs did say that like they're putting this out as kind of like a way to get people excited for new music coming out later this year so if you you know if you joined Someday. in one day we'll, we'll figure out it's just like brim of the prize they are never gonna come out with new music but uh i mean if you if you <laughs> joined in on the skinny draft this year and you picked uh spanish love songs yo you're getting double dose of releases this year congratulations to you maybe maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see we'll
1: see we'll see I'm, I'm looking forward to it
0: i know i'm, I'm and ready to hear it we're also you know eagerly anticipating with bated breath uh the the release of a potential new gaslight anthem song this week it's been uh posted out there uh brian fallon's been posting selfies of himself in like Cure type of makeup in his car oh no so oh, no obviously doing something for like a music <laughs> <that> video <laughs> i don't know what it means but benny okay. has also <laughs> benny has also said on a recent podcast of some show that like um you because you, you know you you you've, you've made comments about like they they play that one song at the new jersey devils thing like whoa yes and so apparently at howl. a recent thing yeah they play howl and then at a recent jersey uh jersey devils uh uh, oh,
1: event. I see it. Yes,
0: I I totally checked in on Brian Fallon on like Wednesday, and there was nothing here. Yeah, where did yeah. all this news come from? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a music video coming out at some point. Benny says that the track is coming out this week. Um, so this week, yeah. Oh, now I have to
1: really, really decide what I feel about all that. So we'll <laughs> see.
0: We'll see, dude. Just listen to it. You don't know if an album's coming I can't out this year. S-
1: Right, and I don't want to sit around with one song. <sighs> that doesn't help anything at all. Yep, <laughs> man, I can't believe <laughs> the the devils are posting that. That's hilarious. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> so yeah, so so what, a lot of new stuff is, coming out. Is Brian? Out. Is he posting him in cure makeup on Instagram? Uh, since it's since on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram.
0: so okay. I'll, I'll I'll post a picture of that in our insta uh, in our Discord so that you can see it too. Yeah, he looks. I swear to God, if you guys don't like the song and be and I see that. And I don't listen
1: to it, then it's over. There's, oh there's no point in going on. <laughs> we got to we got to get together and Such burn true. all of our shirts. <laughs> <laughs> we spent too much time and effort on this band to be disappointed.
0: At I know. This phase of our lives. <laughs> I know. We did a whole fucking like two month long retrospective on their career and their albums. Exactly. And if you exactly. f- if you fuck us, Brian <laughs> <laughs> Fallon, if you fuck us, we're just gonna we're still gonna love your music and everything you've done. But, uh, I know.
1: But it's don't all fuck us either. I'll just I'll just enjoy re-listening to Dave House this week, getting ready yeah. for the new album, because <laughs> those albums are great. If anybody hasn't listened to those... Absolutely. So, are, of, we, are we deleting Crown the Empire from our list? I still have
0: it on mine. Did you uh, delete it from yours? It's on my list. I don't know if I'm going to listen to it. looks like everybody's kind of hard uh, out, especially with you know recent allegations and you know I'd say if it's denials. less than
1: 35... It's less than thirty-five minutes. I'll listen to it.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But you know, I, I, I think I might. What I might do, especially if I'm hearing good things about it, I'll download it illegally and listen to it offline. Okay. So I'm and not. Then let me know, so I can at least listen to it guilt free. <laughs> okay, man.
1: I mean, May nineteenth can't get here soon enough. I, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear
0: all the I, sleep token. I know. the, the used week. with toxic positivity you're so excited for that may, may 19th it's gone it's gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah i Matthews can't wait DM, I'll, I'll listen. i'll listen to that one as well matchbox <laughs> 20 which is you know uh coming out that day too may 26th for that oh one. that 26th my bad yeah the following week so
1: maybe more on matchbox 20 later yeah oh you're gonna you're you're releasing to them maybe we'll talk about them
0: before the 26th. I don't know. I can't control these things. Interesting. Very (laughs) cool. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode, the celebration, if you will of Sandpit turtle by Broomy the horizon. Uh, Just like Adam said, the end of the scene, (laughs) the scene peaked in (laughs) the scene peak on April 1st, 2013. (laughs) And like people are just trying to grasp that, that albums like coattails with, you know, without any success, but, uh, my god what, I mean, what what an album
1: yeah screaming out the the middle of shadow moses was the peak of the scene mm-hmm. it's been all downhill since then and you you tell me a moment in in an album that unites an entire fan base and an oh entire god. culture and an entire generation since 20
0: since that moment I really can't. I, I, I really can't. No, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, you, you're absolutely... The, the scene lived and died in 2013. <laughs> so we hope that you guys... We were there. Yeah, We were there. We, we experienced it. It was fine. I loved it. Good memories. We'll never go back. Mm-hmm. And in that one day when my daughter's like, hey, have you heard of Bring Me the Horizon? I tried to explain to her like my passion for this band and this album and stuff like that so sad and it just kind of like went in where one ear out the other and i was like oh it's like dad you're so old what's what's a ketamine i have no idea (laughs) so anyway
1: check tiktok (laughs) here's another one that went viral today too
0: (laughs) yeah yeah same thing she's doing with fucking pierce the veil last year too so anyway tiktok's weird
1: tiktok is uh, if they banned it i would not be upset that'd be
0: fine i just don't appreciate this fucking like disposable like the this, this this taking taking my culture and disposing of it <laughs> for internet right. likes
1: you know I know fuck this, know. Shit. <laughs> fuck this shit
0: but uh but uh anyway. yeah anyway that'll do it for us folks uh we hope you enjoyed this episode we we hope that tune we hope that you'll tune in for the next episode because we've got another rendition of the greatest song in the world. We hope you guys will enjoy that one. Yeah you know, that one's coming out the first uh First day of May. So, uh, yeah. So, we are due. Uh, we are going to be taking a break the week after because your boy is going to be, uh, traveling to Texas for work. Um, so I will be out for, for, for that weekend. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, stay, stay subscribed though. And we hope that you guys will participate. Uh, go on, go into our Discord to, uh, tell us what your greatest song in the world is, what your nomination for May is. Uh, and now, and then, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that episode as well. So, for my co host, Adam, I am your co host, fuck, Mike. And like we say, Every time, fuck your face. (laughs) Is that too much? (laughs) Or face, whatever works. Fuck your face. I like that one better too. (laughs)